way the world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, the Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Today would be a great day for Donald Trump to release his income tax returns. Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It's the start of the Phillips File. This one for Thursday. That's Thursday, February 22nd, the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls and listen to your stuff, whatever your stuff might happen to be. News and current events. We'll go down that road if you want to. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. And, of course, we'll find... As time permits, many other things to discuss. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. You can go to realradio.fm and check out our website. Follow me on Twitter, at Real Jim, and then send us a text on anything at any time. I promise we'll read it, we'll review it, we may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile. 77031 powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance toll free, 1-888-978-1041. For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo's off for a couple of days. She'll be back with us on Monday. So Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz will have the news in her place. Jack is with us as well. Later in the program, right after the news with Pinkman and Fritz, that bonus round of closest to the pin, your opportunity to win that You Matter business card. We've got Jack's audio file today, Thursday. We talk sports with Pat Clark. He handles sports over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. We've got the regular round of closest to the pin. We'll spend a couple of minutes with uh, Jim Colbert, also known as Dirty Jim, Ugh. who has a program tomorrow afternoon between 3 and 7 on Real Radio. See what he has on tap on schedule. Got So You Want to Win It Today, and Eddie the Shaman should be coming by. So there you go. Lots of things to uh, talk about this afternoon. Certainly some some conversation about the uh, gun violence, gun issue in this country. First of all, thanks for... Uh, excuse me, filling in during my absence yesterday. Uh, yesterday was my uh, brother's, my late brother's memorial. He died earlier this year after um, a bout with uh, a heart problem. And uh, so there was a memorial in uh, Tampa. And uh, so, you know, I had to do that. And I appreciate you filling in during my absence. I was talking to his, uh, to my sister-in-law, to his widow. And uh, the bill came in. He was in ICU for a little over a week and maybe in the hospital nine days a total towards the end of last year. The bill came in. Take a guess. Just nine days. It. Okay. Uh, uh, $1,000 a day. $9,000. $65,000. Pinkman. Uh, $120,000. Oh. $996,856. Time out. Wow. Um, how, how long was he in the hospital? 
maybe nine days total. Jesus Christ. It's almost a million dollars? Almost a million dollars, yeah. Oh, there's something wrong. Now, he was old enough. He was 75 years old, covered by Medicaid. He had Medicare, uh, Medicare excuse me, and supplemental insurance. So most of, most of it is, is, is covered. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, if you're someone with no insurance and if you're in a certain, you know, demographic, economically speaking, you're, you're going to declare bankruptcy. I mean, you're just going to lose everything that you worked for. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, if you're dirt poor, there are systems and programs you can take advantage of. Many times if you're working poor, you know, they know you can't pay, so things, you know, they'll negotiate maybe what you can pay. But if you're in a certain demographic, you're screwed. Yeah, I mean, you're just definite. There's no reason in the world, do you think, in this day and age that anybody should have a hospital bill of a million dollars, nine days. And I understand the things that, I try to understand the things that go on in ICO and their expenses and this and that, whatever, but a million dollars for crying out loud. Let me move on to the uh, gun thing, the gun issue. I know you talked about this yesterday. I know the Florida students were up in Tallahassee. They're up in Washington talking to the president. I didn't, uh, I saw the news clips of it. Um... There is, uh, I saw a little bit of Wayne LaPierre today, who's the president of the NRA. He's a, he's a, he's an asshat. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, man, he's just a, he's just a certified asshat. I mean, this is the NRA, not the NRA that I used to belong to back when I first joined when I was a teenager, back in the, uh, back in the early 1960s. That organization has changed. That organization is in the business of scaring the hell out of you and thinking that either we're going to be invaded by people and you need to weaponize yourself to the max so you can fight off, I don't know who, like in Red Dawn, or there are, uh, there are criminals who at any given moment are going to break down your door and rob you and rape your wife and kidnap your kids and cut your throat. And I'm absolutely convinced of that. We have weaponized, we're weaponizing this country. We've got more money pouring into the military. We've uh, weaponized the airports. We've weaponized the, 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 the schools to a certain degree. Uh, we have a, I believe, and I'm a firearms owner, probably own more firearms than the vast majority of people. But uh, we, this, there, there's a fetish. There's a gun fetish in this country, and the NRA feeds into that fetish. If you can find, your, if you can find a, a copy, and you usually you don't get a copy of this, I believe, unless you're a member of the NRA. It's called the American Rifleman. And if you could get a copy of the American Rifleman from 1965 and then get a copy of the American Rifleman today and just take, you can see that you can see the difference in what this organization has become. Um, you know, and now there's the, there's a lot of talk about, well, we need to arm teachers. We need to train teachers and arm teachers, and uh, which I think is a cockamamie idea. I think it's just a silly idea. We, like, we don't ask enough out of teachers now. And uh, so you've got a five-foot-two teacher, you know, armed with a, uh, with a pistol, and all of a sudden a 175-pound student gets pissed off and knows the teacher has a gun. That's going to work out real well. It, so... You say, okay, all right, well, what's your suggestion? Well, I, my suggestion then, until we can get this uh, gun thing, you know, figured out to the best of our ability, let's have, uh, let's have armed policemen, more armed policemen in the schools. But we're going to have to raise your taxes to pay for that. See how that goes over with people.
You want armed policemen, more armed policemen in the public schools? Well, you're going to have to pay for it. In order to pay for it, we're going to have to raise your taxes. People will come unglued, especially the gun rights people. It's been my experience. So we'll see what happens. It is, it is a fetish in this country. We are awash in firearms in this country. And, uh, and there, it, it, it's a fetish, especially among young men who uh, I don't know where they get the idea, you know, from movies or wherever, or they're, they're marketed to by gun manufacturers and, and the NRA that they have to have these, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, weapons, uh, weapons uh, uh, of war. I had one of these things at one time. I had it for a few months, and then after the, uh, the Pulse nightclub uh, massacre said, I just, I just don't want this. I don't want this anymore. If you know, if you can't protect your home with a three fifty seven uh, uh, cold Python or a Beretta nine millimeter or a, or a shotgun, if you can't protect your home with those firearms, I don't know what to tell you. And if you you're telling me, well, I like to go out with my AR fifteen and 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 hunt. You know, if you can't if you can't kill your groundhogs or your varmints with a Remington two four three and a scope, then you don't you shouldn't be out there hunting. If you say the only way I can take care of this is with an AR fifteen, my response, being a former hunter and uh, and being someone involved in firearms for many many years, is that you don't deserve you don't deserve to have one of these guns. He said, well, that's the only way I can go hunting. i got to have an AR-15, you know, with a banana clip. Because if I don't get them on the first shot, maybe I can get them on the 30th. Anyway, let's see. What else do we have going on? Well, Jim, the president is proposing perhaps that if uh, any teachers that learn how to shoot guns may get a pay bump. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I know Mo, <laughs> talked, I know Mo <laughs> talked about it yesterday. I brought it up last week. There's, there, 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 there's some kind of cultural shift, you know. There's a segment of society, they're one-issue voters, you know, they're Second Amendment voters, and that's the only thing they think about, and that's the only thing that they're concerned about when they when they go to the, uh, the, to the voting booth, and I understand that. And uh, I think it's safe to say, up until this point at least, uh, whether they're liberal or progressive, they're more than, for the most part, more than single-issue voters. Now, I don't know whether because of what happened in, in Parkland, you know, we begin to have single-issue voters who say, hey, I'm going to vote in the midterms this fall because I'm voting for whether it's better gun regulation or I'm going to support candidates who want to put limits on the possession of assault-type weapons. We're just going to have to, we're just going to have to say, I know how I'm voting this fall. I mean, I decided that after Donald Trump was elected, I know I knew how I was going to vote, uh, vote when the when the midterms came along. By the way, I got one of these, uh, so we'll have to see, you know we'll have to see what happens this fall. Um, and the only other thing I'll bring, to, you know what? Then, have you ever seen those? Uh, they're fought like five um, stainless steel ball bearings, and the and they're they're held uh, together each one by uh, looks like fishing line. And you pull one back, and it bumps against oh, the other yeah, four. Yeah. Bing, 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 bing. Or you can take two and, and separate yeah, them. Then go bank on the middle, and then bang, 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 ding, 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 ding. You know, there must be hundreds, I guess, thousands of different combinations. What is that's physics, right? That, yes, that's uh-huh. Newton's theory of what? Of uh, one energy trans- Conser- transfer of energy, conservation of energy. What is it? I don't. Uh, or is no. it the one of, look, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about physics. Is it the one where one reaction, to re, what, 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 which uh, one is that? What's every action gets an, an equal op- or, opposite and equal. Re, 
I don't know. Okay. A Newton's cradle is a device that demonstrates conservation of momentum and energy. Okay, can you define that just a little bit better for me? Uh, doesn't really matter. I just like to see him click. It's uh, basically that energy doesn't yeah. just disappear. It keeps going into whatever that object collides into next. Okay. And so, then the energy dissipates. Yes. If I were to slam my hand on this desk, my energy, my kinetic energy goes into the desk, and then the desk sends it into the floor. And are you, is that off the cuff, else. or are you reading that from something? If you slam your fist on the desk. That's off the cuff. Okay, thank you. Take a little break. We'll come back. Uh, Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz will have the news. We'll take it from there. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Mo will be back with us in a couple of days. She'll be back with us on Monday. So Mr. Pinkman and Fritz are filling in with the news. That is correct, Amundo, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, President Donald Trump today is endorsing a higher minimum age for buying certain rifles and tighter background checks for purchasers, saying, quote, there's nothing more important than protecting our children amid the, of course, public outcry for action after the Florida school shooting just last week. Uh, Trump said he spoke Wednesday night with many members of Congress and, quote, they're into background checks, end quote. The president commented as he opened a school safety discussion at the White House with state and local officials from around the country. Today. See any of the clips from that? Did you watch any of the CNN town hall meeting they had last night? Yeah, Marco I... Rubio and some of the others? Mm-hmm. Of course, Governor Rick Scott didn't have the uh, intestinal fortitude to take part in that. Oh, he couldn't mm. handle that. He couldn't, no. no. He wouldn't, no. Mm-mm. Marco Rubio is a little more polished when it comes to the giving political speak. Yeah, I'm a little bit... I don't like, you know, I see some pundits and commentators talking about the president and Marco Rubio having the courage to, no, not not really. That's what the, guess what? That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to gather with uh, your constituents to hear their concerns and take the heat. That's part of the, that's supposed to be part of the job. So, you know, drop that courageous moniker. These kids are incredible. I mean, Courageous was I, that ROTC kid who was holding the door for his fellow students when he got shot five times. Good point. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, whether you agree with them or not, uh, whatever your, your take is on this, you cannot deny that these kids are articulate and intelligent, and uh, you have to applaud their, uh, their active participation in trying to get something done. Right. President said on Twitter today, I will be strongly pushing comprehensive background checks with an emphasis on mental health, raids age to 21, and end sale of bump stocks. Am I right, Fritz? You are not wrong, Pinkman. Uh, The NRA chief, Wayne LaPierre, offered a fierce defense of the Second Amendment at the Conservative Political Action Conference. He said um, that the NRA were joined together uh, against a socialist plot to eradicate all individual freedoms. You know, what the F is this guy talking about? I have no idea. You know, I mean, to get out there in the socialist plot essentially means, you know, you might as well say communist. Right. I mean, these guys are now in the business. Number one, they're in the business of selling guns. They're in the pocket of the gun manufacturers. This is the, this is their business. It's not firearm safety anymore or hunter safety or any of that kind of stuff when it was when it was. It was formed. These guys are in the business of scaring you so much that you'll go out and say, man, I've got to have I got to have some kind of an assault type weapon to protect my home and hearth and out of here. That crap. Yeah. Uh, he God said almighty. 
He said, the NRA will not only speak out, we will speak out louder and we will speak out stronger than ever before. He said uh, his solution was not to pass new laws, but to better enforce the existing background check system. Oh, damn, I could just give all the kids guns. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. Oh, why not? Oh, you know, hell. Yeah. Damn, start them in kindergarden. You know, give them a little Derringer, you know, one of those little tiny pistols, you know, those two-shot things. Put them right in their, their, you know, in their shorts. Yeah, just a twenty-two caliber. You know, what know? the hell? You know, they get pissed <laughs> off, you know, you're Eighth grade, get pissed off of the teacher for a bad grade, just shoot him. Mm-hmm. He said the shameful uh, politicization of tragedy. <laughs> it's a classic strategy right out okay. of the playbook of a poisonous movement. They hate the Second Amendment. They well, hate he's absolutely freedom. correct. You know, when these things happen, when Jack, of course, who's been producing mm-hmm. this program for mm-hmm. years, can attest to the fact whenever this happens, they call from on high, you know, yep. down to, hello, I pick up the phone, Jack's it's got conference call, and they tell yep. us exactly what to say. I'd say we dust off the playbook, but we have to use it so often there's no dust accumulating <laughs> on almighty. it. It's all a big socialist plot by these uh, yep. bleeding heart snowflake liberals to take your guns away. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. I got to go to uh, go. libtalkingpoints.com. <laughs> Honor to you, Mr. Pinkman. Thank you, Fritz. Uh, you mentioned a bit earlier Marco Rubio got roughed up pretty badly at the Florida Town Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, it was televised by CNN, and the crowd erupted when the father of a murdered student told Rubio that his comments reacting to the shooting have been pathetically weak. Uh, attendees also booed when Rubio criticized the assault weapons ban. Um, Rubio was jeered as he hemmed and he hawed when he was asked if he could refuse any more money from the NRA. He said, the positions I hold on these issues of the Second Amendment I've held since the day I entered office in the city of West Miami as an elected official. Uh, He said, people buy into my agenda, and I do support the Second Amendment. And, well, the next step and the next time uh, Marco Rubio, the junior U.S. senator from the state of Florida, has a town hall meeting, go ahead and say, do you agree with Wayne LaPierre? That there's a socialist uh, attempt to uh, take our gun. I mean, you get into that. I mean, get into some of this nonsense that these uh, that these uh, people get into. Uh, number one, the overwhelming number of gun owners in the United States want further regulations when it comes to to, to tr- try to reduce gun violence. Yes, yeah, like 80%. We've, wep- we've weaponized the society, and the question is, why have we done that? We're no different violence-wise than any other society, Western industrialized world. Uh, they just don't have guns. <laughs> You know, what was the number? 97 Americans a day uh, are, are the victims of, of firearms violence, whether they're shooting one another or committing suicide. Well, if they didn't commit suicide, they do it another way. It's the lethality that we talk about. Anyway, sorry. Better get that in there. Thank you. Am I right, Fritz? You are not wrong, Pinkman. Also, uh, Dana Loesch, she's the NRA um I guess mouthpiece, mouth, mouthpiece right? Yeah. She uh, she appeared before the CNN town hall, uh, where she spoke softly in defense of the NRA at a contentious forum in Florida, but reverted to the caustic <laughs> insult lobbying persona she has cultivated on NRA TV, where she is also a host. She said this, and I quote: "Now I'm going to say something that some people are going to say is controversial, so I'm going to say it really slow so that the people in the back intimating the the you know, media, media. Yeah. many and legacy media love mass shootings. You guys love it." Now, I'm not saying that you love the tragedy, but I am saying that you love the ratings. Crying white mothers are ratings gold to you and many in the legacy media. I guess that's why Fox doesn't cover this kind of stuff. <laughs> I guess that, Benghazi. Pointed. What about Benghazi? Lock her up. Lock her up. Yep. Yeah, she uh, went on Emails. This... When get those damn 30,000 emails. Lock her up, mm-hmm. Benghazi. Podesta she... risotto. <laughs> 
Oh, that uh, recipe. Yeah, yeah. And she said, uh, and notice I said crying white mothers because there are thousands of grieving black mothers in Chicago every weekend and you don't see town halls for them, do you? Oh, yeah. Well, black mothers are not involved in any kind of attempts in Chicago in reducing gun violence. I get that. Okay. Yeah. She's ridiculous. Yeah, we just, I mean, we in the media, we just up in. We just sit around and say, God, bless, I wish they had another mass shooting. How do we really get off on that? So that's all I got. Uh, am I right? Oh, this is what I mean. This is how they stir the pot. This is how they get the membership all worked up. And then uh, somebody watches this crap or they watch the local television news. I mean, there's a certain point where you can say the media has its fingers in this because the media, especially local television news in any market, is in the business primarily of showing you crime news when most of that crime has absolutely not one iota of impact on your life take a little break thank you guys we'll come back with more news it's the phillips file on real radio 104.1 be back with us on uh monday uh mr pinkman and fritz have the news did you read about the you know ross spano is uh no ross spano is a three-term florida republican Representing Dover. I don't know where the hell Dover is. I've lived in the state since 1963. I don't know where Dover is. Anyway, he's a three-term uh, Republican representative from Dover. He is a Republican candidate for Attorney General, Florida's Attorney General. And uh, according to this report, he squelched debate on a bill from Orlando Democrat Carlos Guillermo Smith to ban assault-type weapons by refusing to hold a hearing on it in the subcommittee he chairs. On Wednesday, a week after the Parkland massacre, House Republicans voted down a Democratic motion to discharge the bill from Spano's panel. Just let's move it along. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they wanted. And send it straight to the floor for debate, for discussion. You know it would fail anyway, but why not have a discussion? Yet the House engaged in a lengthy debate on a resolution from Spano. This is the guy that wants to be your attorney general, all right? They engaged in a lengthy debate. They didn't move the the, the, the assault uh, weapons discussion to the floor of the state house, but they moved ahead with a resolution from Spano to declare pornography a public risk. Yep, it's ridiculous. Now I've never heard of <laughs> pornography killing anybody. I've heard tales that it can make you go blind, but I've never heard of any pornography killing people. If people at home try to do everything they see in porno, it could kill you. <laughs> yeah, or at least throw your back out. Jim, Dover is an unincorporated census-designated place in Hillsborough County, Florida. Points. It's actually between Plant City and Sefner well, there you on, go. on your way to Tampa. All right, I get it now. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I can't understand now where this guy's coming yeah, from. It's a little armpit of a community near I-4 uh, by Dinosaur World. Ooh. Oh, I know. Passed that yesterday, as a matter of fact. They got some new brontosaurus hyces out there. Yeah, you nice. say. You, yeah. Were, you were just a, nice. a few miles from Dover, Jim. I'm telling you. They have porno. Making the kids go crazy. That's why they're killing everybody. They don't know what to do with themselves. They get all riled up with that porno, and they don't know how to release it. They get a feeling <laughs> they under just their don't pants. Know, they just don't know how to release it, so they, you know, they start pulling the trigger on people. All right, let's get back to the rest 3, of the news. Population 3,700. In uh, Dover? Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. Let's go. That's Come on. right. All of, West, all of West Virginia's public schools are closed today due to a teacher walkout over he's, pay. He said doo-doo. <laughs> 
according yes, to did. Dale Lee, president of the West Virginia Education Association, teachers in all of the state's 55 counties are participating in the planned two-day walkout, and a group will march. Uh, a group marched this morning to the Capitol building in Charleston. Why uh, they, what, gun thing or pay? Uh, what, pay. What is it? They're, they're mad they're not getting paid enough. Uh, the work stoppage comes after hey, Governor you're Jim going Justice. going to get paid Smith & Wesson. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Arm the teachers. You got that right. Especially in West Virginia. Them you the best damn firearms money can buy. Hell They're not going to give any money for extra policemen on campus. but No crayons on, either. Mama. Pack that heat. <laughs> yeah, we don't have enough money for really for computers and crayons, but yeah, we'll get we'll get yeah we'll get them donated. A toaster, maybe computers. No, <laughs> guns are important. Right. From the murky depths of Spanish caves comes a surprising insight, Jim. What's that? Neanderthals created art. What? Yep, it's been proposed before, but experts say two new studies finally give convincing evidence that our evolutionary cousins had the brain power to make artistic works, and they found because the paintings on cave walls and decorated seashells in Spain were created long before our species entered Europe. You ever seen the uh, the, the cave dwellings in, I think, France and the... Yeah, Lascaux? From, from thousands, 40, 50, 60,000 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they're, you know paintings so to speak i guess from ashes of fires or whatever of animals that existed there at that time yeah with the crazy like horns mm-hmm. crazy unicorns horns. yeah horned horses elephants and hippopotamuses and mm-hmm. big gigantic tigers and stuff platypuses yeah yeah these uh these shells date back 115,000 years ago yeah, okay. which is far earlier than similar artifacts are associated such as Lascaux uh, caves but yeah Crazy. And they cool. disappeared 40,000 years ago. So there you go. Neanderthals created artwork. Am I right? Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, Lindsey Vaughn went to South Korea to both take home an Olympic medal and oh, leave something God. behind. Oh, you money. Uh, you do. As a matter of fact, yes, he said you it do. yesterday. Because she took home a bronze. Oh, we would have made a big deal of it yesterday. Yeah, a little Oh, bit. you owe me a dollar, don't you? Yeah, because it well, yeah, it was maybe. giving Pinkman credit because Jim, you proposed Lindsey Vaughn would win a medal. You wanted to bet, and Pinkman, which he rarely does, actually found a backbone. He did. Stood up to you <laughs> and countered. He did. And said, "How dare you?" I'll only give you gold and silver. That's he right. took bronze, and she did win a bronze. Yeah. So, well, your dollar. He talked himself into winning a buck. So, oh, your dollar, but I'm not going to give it to you. What was the other bet we had? Was it about hockey? Hockey. hockey. All right, now he's getting. You picked creamy. Canada. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah, you commie. <laughs> you're a commie. We'll find wow. out when Mo gets back. Anyway, Lindsey Vaughn, uh, while she's you're doubting me, over... want to bet a dollar? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs> I'd like to I stay th- thought, even I, on this one. I thought he meant we'll wait till Mo gets back to find out who won the hockey match. <laughs> right? <laughs> no, no, I know who won the hockey match. Um, anyway, Lindsey well, Vaughn. Away. No, I'm seeing the game. No, no, no. Oh, spoiler alert. Lindsey Vaughn scattered some ashes of her grandfather who served during the Korean War on a rock near the mountain where the downhill races were That run. downhill's my favorite. I've now decided that's just... It's awesome. That it man, is. And they're going 60 miles an hour faster. I mean, it's just... That's insane stuff they do. Skeleton's yeah. pretty insane, too. Regis. It's insane, but... Not downhill. It, downhill is. It is, but you can just hold on for dear life in Skeleton skiing you i mean you are more of an active participant they go airborne i know three yeah. four times it looks so cool and they yeah. fly about a hundred feet at a time it, it, it's one of the coolest looking things is when they're going over a jump like that in that crouch position 
Am I right, Fritz? That's a way of getting hurt. You are not wrong, Pinkman. Uh, Jim, I know that you said uh, you haven't seen it, but can I tell you who won the hockey match? Sure, why not? <laughs> All right. Hey, they played it live uh, last night. Spoiler, yeah. an excuse to watch soccer tonight. <laughs> the The U.S. won gold in women's what? hockey. Get oh, out of here. It. Yep. You don't say. It's the first ever gold also in cross country. It was a golden day for Team USA. Well, there goes that night. The, the U.S. Oh, yeah. By the way, uh, cross country, too. Spoiler alert. I uh, heard you. <laughs> Wait, was it cross country? They they showed it last night, fellas. <laughs> the the yeah. U.S. is celebrating. Watch a soccer game. <laughs> uh, we're, really? Yeah. I just watch her. Yeah, because that only comes around every Not, four years. Well, no. Well, it was. Was it yeah. Chelsea? No, it was uh, Sevilla and uh, Manchester City. Nice. Told you. Uh, let's see. Our first ever uh, for women in the sport, the tandem of Jesse Diggins and Kikan Russ, uh, Randall posted the top time in the women's team sprint. This was the uh, cross-country skiing. Mm-hmm. They finished 19 one-hundredths of a second ahead of the team from Sweden. Damn. So suck it, Sweden. Norway took the bronze. Uh, but let's Jesus. see. He's angry. Sorry. A jingoist. Our only other... Our, everyone... Yeah. You, USA. USA. It's, it's the Olympics. I that jo- away, too. Jocelyn Lamaru scored the winning goal in the sixth round of the shootout to give the U.S. a 3-2 win over Canada in the gold medal game. And here's a little Olympic medal count. Once again, Norway remains at the top of the pack in the medal standings at the Winter Games with 33. Oof, lame. Uh, Germany's got 24. Canada's collected 22. But now the United States has how many? You want to make a guess? 18. 16. Eight. What about you, Pinkman? Uh, 20. 21. Oh, I was yep. close. Oh, Eight wow, gold. Okay. Yeah, Very go good. us. Am I right? You're yeah. not wrong. Speaking For me, of- it's about the individual achievement. Not so much collecting medals. You mm-hmm. don't believe in national pride, sir? I do. He doesn't and- when we're doing that well. When we're doing real well, he's on the top of the, the jingo list. <laughs> on the metal metal yeah, exactly. cat, yeah. USA, USA. But, but- you know, I'm kind of the same way. I mean, we suck at figure skating or women's figure skating. So this, hey, yeah, this time around. The, as long as they're trying. I yep. recorded the the women's skiing for the Lindsey Vaughn, uh, Michaela Schifrin showdown right. and the, the Super G combined. I recorded it, watched it this morning, and when Lindsey Vaughn came out of the gate, I was on the edge of my seat. I was rooting for oh, It was great until it wasn't. No. I'm glad you mentioned figure skating because Olympic figure skater Adam Rippon is gaining a lot of attention, as everyone knows. Who, who is he again? He's the, the figure skater that's real bombastic uh, and uh, right, coming okay. out against Pence and whatnot. And uh, Johnny Weir's a little upset at all the attention he's getting. Wait, wait, because Rippon's getting more attention? Yeah. Yes, because he was offered a job by NBC already uh, before the it. games were even over. So did uh, did Weir say something about that? Uh, he reportedly he, make... he reportedly threw a fit like off air about it. Because it's I remember mm. Weir. I always kind of got the impression that he he could be a little hot headed, but I thought he has done a great job at what he's been doing. The, the commentary he has been doing. On the ice skating and the Google commercials, him and Tyler Pinsky. Though, I mean, he's just—he's. He, I mean, he's—he's he's got the. I always say it, that woo factor. I mean, right. he's just got that. Yeah, he's good looking. He's in great shape. He's got, you know, he's just got that that stage presence. Yeah, but it, it doesn't necessarily make him a good commentator when it comes to the sport. So oh, we don't care about that. Well, we just care about him. Yeah, yeah saying something outlandish. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Uh, an NBC. He said something the other day. I don't know what show he's on, but 
I guess they were they were taking questions from whatever, and you know, and he said, "Well, girl." <laughs> but he it's like, whoa, okay, all right, I like it. I got, got a little attitude. less formal. I like whenever you're talking to Mike Tarico, he'll, 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 Mike, you know, he, he just, real heavy emphasis on his name, Hello. always using it, Mike. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Johnny Weir is the one that, that I've seen before, but this Adam Rippa, Rippon? He's yes. new. He's a good looking dude. He's a good looking yeah. guy. So an NBC source says that uh, Johnny Not Weir. To sound too, he's, he's a, he's a yeah. cute guy. Adorable, really. He is adorable. NBC. Come source on, let's go further. Says that. <laughs> I wouldn't I, kick him off the couch. You want to go? Uh, did you? I mean, you see the the pants he was wearing for his performance? They were pretty tight. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Okay, come on. All right, you know. Look, I've been at the forefront of uh, the LGBT. You can't out fight. gay me. Oh, I can. I put my arm around him. <laughs> I just say his, leg, his legs were very muscular. Uh, I'm getting the great vapors. abs. You ever seen his abs? No, but I'm looking them up now. <laughs> if only they were oiled before oh. the competition. Oh, baby. <laughs> don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even. You're getting, uh, uh, Ooh, it's hot uh, in here now. Yeah, just Lower look the up, thermostat, yeah. please. Woo. Look up Adam Rippon gets sassy. There you go. That's what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> he is sassy. He is. I, I oh. like the attitude. Why not? You know, look, if you can skate like that, you can be as sassy as you want. Exactly. <laughs> so an NBC source uh, says that Johnny Weir can't stand that audiences find Rip-On funnier and more lovable. Mm. And uh, he got he feels upstaged and threw an absolute fit about Adam Rip-On being popular and handsome and nice looking oiled up. There, take that. Am I right, Fritz? You are not, in, you are not incorrect. Wait a minute. Yes, you are correct. Chris uh, is still looking at the photos. <laughs> literally was. Of Adam Rupon. You didn't have to call me out, Jim. KFC workers. adorable. Yes. Uh, KFC workers. Uh, did you hear about the KFC chicken shortage in the UK? Yes. 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 So now it's getting a lot worse. Uh, KFC workers are being accused, I might add, of smuggling raw chicken into one of the chain's UK locations. Uh, a video came out over the weekend that appears to show two KFC employees bringing in six bulging and gloopy shaped, that's in quotes, <laughs> black trash bags. They actually have uh, dropped the C from KFC in Great Britain. Really? Yeah, by order of the government, they said you got to turn off the C. Kentucky Fried. Yeah. Is it like yeah. uh, false advertising, I, I guess? is That that would be why? Yeah, so you can, you can only have K, KF. I think he's playing you, Fritz. <laughs> well, let me look it up. Hundreds of locations in the UK remain closed because of the chicken shortage, which happened as a result of changing delivery companies. Well, that'll happen. Some angry KFC fans have even called the police in East London. They said, please do not contact us about the KFC crisis. What or chicken? <laughs> What's it? I come walking down the street, ready for some greasy goodness. You know what? And I'm lo saying? and behold, it's closed. All I got is a biscuit. Sign here. They said you can have a biscuit. Hey, you want some coleslaw? Some potato wedges. They all say what I'm good is the accent, but coleslaw and biscuit. What do they call biscuits in England? That's a cookie. No. Wait. A biscuit is a cookie. A cookie yeah, is but, a biscuit. But if you're that having cookie's a, a biscuit. But you go to KFC, you get a two-piece chicken and a biscuit. A bread cake. What do they call a biscuit? I don't know, but I want, it, it says on the board, biscuit. I want a biscuit. I'll say, give me one of them nifty bread circles, well, right? That's it. <laughs> Spot on. <laughs> Am bread I right? circle? Yeah. <laughs> give me a disc.
what a disc. Oh, <laughs> my God. A spicy thigh and a, and a, and a disc. That's, uh, am I, Sounds am, delicious. Am, yeah. I, am I right? And some gravy. <laughs> what do they got call gravy? Got out gravy. Uh, that's brown drank over there. Brown drank. Mm-hmm. I need to look up biscuit. What do they call biscuits? All right. Thank you, Fritz. Mm-hmm. Uh, peeps, marshmallow peeps, you either love them or you hate them. Now that Valentine's Day is out of the way, stores are now lining their shelves with those Easter candies. Uh, oh, apparently, there's going to be about eight new yellow flavors. Those yellow spongy things? Yes. yes. They're coming out with eight new flavors. Anybody like them? Yes. Yes. Do, like do you them. like them? I, I don't. No. I, I do not like them. Anybody here like them? Uh, I, I like them. Not you said really anyone really? like them. Yeah. Then, you, then you said anyone here like them. There's a difference. I do not like them, but one of our engineers here <laughs> loves them. <laughs> yeah, that's really Simon. Yeah. I Simon love loves them. people. Oh, the guy that doesn't eat pie. Yeah, yeah. He's had a slice Canada. of pie in his life. <laughs> yeah, but he likes that and circus peanuts. Yep. And Canada. Yeah, well, something about Canada. I want a disc and a peep. <laughs> a and make it snappy. <laughs> chop, chop. Let's go. I want some chicken. <laughs> Got it for you. Yeah, slice of pie. Sign ear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to do some birthdays? Give your head thump right on your head. I will. Take butt you right back to really face. Got that right. Texting service <laughs> is a texting empowered by uh, David Moss Toyota. Seven seven zero three one. KFC doesn't have biscuits in the UK. Boom. Boom. Oh, come on, that's. I'm not going. Oh, get out of here. Naomi, cancel our trip. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> Yo, biscuit. How am I supposed to eat me chicken legs without a biscuit? Well, sop up the gravy, you know. Well, I'm supposed to just drink it with me mouth, huh? <laughs> What's a straw for? It's a gravy uh, straw. It's a gravy straw. <laughs> it's a UK gravy straw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I lick it, lick it right off the plate, we will. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Daryl's gone. You guys are awful. You just oh, do no. terrible accents, but... Works for us. Can't wait to see him again. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, he even wants to come in anymore. <laughs> right, you got birthdays? We're embarrassing. All right, Jack, it's between you and me. Okay. Let's and Fritz. Fritz, oh, Fritz doesn't Fritz have a point, too. Okay, here we go. All right. Drew Barrymore from E.T. and a couple of Adam Sandler Oh, uh, she's 46. Uh, she is uh, 43. On the money, 43. <gasps> oh! He cheated. Jeez, man. No, I did not. I don't think we should let him play. <laughs> All right, come on, so number either. two. Uh, number two, let's go with oh, yeah, uh, NBA Hall of Famer Julius Irving, otherwise known as Dr. J. He is 78. 73. 75. Should have gone lower. He's 68. You don't know. Okay. I'm awful at this I game. do know. I'm looking right at it. And uh, the actor Thomas Jane, who was in Boogie Nights and The Punisher and all Which that Which one in stuff. Boogie Nights? Don't know. It just says well, Boogie uh, Nights. What's his name? All right, I'll give you names until you Wasn't find one. Was he the guy you know. who helped him rob the guy? I and I've never seen the movie. Oh, the one with the mustache in you, the middle yes. on the on the you, uh, on the couch. He never saw. Yes, I think so. Because Thomas Jane was in that movie, I, uh, that show called Hung. Yes, he is now hmm, fifty three. Uh, fifty one. I think he's fifty two. <laughs> Should have gone lower. Forty nine. <laughs> I knew he was lower, but I have to... ah. And uh, there's the news. We did it. You listened. Am I right? You're not wrong. Love, Josh and Jeff. All right, guys. Good job. Thank you very much. (laughs) Mo will be back with us on Monday. We'll take a little break. We're going to open up the lines. Mr. Pinkman 
will choose one of you to play against. Uh, you will play against him in a bonus round of Closest to the Pin. Upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From the... And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! That's right, Robert's on the line. He wants to win that You Matter business card now what he needs to do in this particular case when fritz hel- helps us out with the news when mo is gone she'll be back with us on monday by the way uh so robert will pick either mr pinkman or mr fritz to win this bonus round of closest to the pin if robert chooses correctly he will win that you matter business card meaning he will have good fortune for the rest of his life robert also knows if he chooses incorrectly bad luck for 24 hours all right, Robert, you have a little bit of time to think this over. Who do you want to go with, Pinkman or Fritz, to win this bonus round? Well, uh, Pinkman's a millennial, and I'm a millennial, so I'm going to go with my millennial. You're going Pinkman. Pink. Yes. All right, All right. Hold on. All right. Good luck, Robert. Hold on. We'll see how this uh, – who goes first? Pinkman. Whoever uh, the caller selects goes okay. first and Dang has you, to go Robert. in the studio, uh, in the soundproof booth. Right. We do that because it's more than likely that Pinkman will have to be the one to go get up and walk into the hallway – and we know he hates the extra exercise. And there's no handicap, right? Correct. No handicap with Pinkman today. Mr. Fritz, are you ready? I am so ready. All right, Jack, if you can keep score and time, please. I got I, it. I'm incapable of doing that I, myself. I got yeah. it handled. I'm ready to go if you're ready to go. And we'll All right, begin. Fritz, here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Fritz, what to do about gun violence? The National Rifle Association was founded in what year? Uh, 1929. A rifle was a key part of the movie Quigley Down Under with Tom Selleck. The movie came out in what year? 1984. Actor Alan Rickman was in that movie. Rickman died at what age? Uh, 96. The Alan Parsons Project released the hit song Games People Play in what year? 1975. The first issue of People Magazine was published in what year? 1964. People Magazine named Nick Nolte the sexiest man alive in what year? Uh, 1997. Singer, songwriter, guitar player Bonnie Rayett released the album titled Nick of Time in what year? 1992. Bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde were gunned down by law enforcement in what year? 1930. Actress Faye Dunaway appeared in the movie Bonnie and Clyde. She won an Academy Award for her role in... The movie Network that was released in what year? Network was 1978. Get it within 25, you win outright. If Faye Dunaway was a crow in Daytona Beach, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Boynton Beach? Boynton Beach. Uh, seven miles. Time. You said oh, seven, boy. right? Yeah. Okay. I, don't, right. I don't know what that is. Yeah, we know. <clears throat> okay, oh, boy. Mr. Pinkman. It's okay, Fred. Don't beat yourself up too much. All right. Mr. Pinkman, there's no handicap for you today because you're playing against Fritz. All right. All right. Now, Robert has picked you to win this game. Millennial. So, you're millennial bro. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we're bros. He's wishing you the best. Are you ready? Yes. Ten questions. Here we go. In three, two, one, begin. Uh, Mr. Pinkman, talk about gun violence. The National Rifle Association was founded in what year? 
1912. A rifle was a key part of the movie Quigley Down Under with Tom Selleck. The movie came out in what year? 1982. Actor Alan Rickman was in that movie. Rickman died at what age? 67. The Alan Parsons Project released the hit song Games People Play in what year? 1978. The first issue of People Magazine was published in what year? 1940. People Magazine named Nick Nolte the sexiest man alive in what year? Uh, 81. Singer, songwriter, guitar player Bonnie Rayett released the album titled Nick of Time in what year? That would be 1971. Bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde were gunned down by law enforcement in what year? 1932. Actress Faye Dunaway appeared in the movie Bonnie and Clyde. She won an Academy Award for her role in the movie Network that was released in what year? 1984. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Faye Dunaway was a crow in Daytona Beach, she would have to fly how many miles to reach Boynton Beach? Uh, let's go with 76. Time. Oh, boy. I'm not sure where Boynton is. Yeah, me neither. Uh, right, South Florida. I went <laughs> oh, scuba damn. diving oh, there. God. Here, yeah, let's uh, score this game. The National Rifle Association founded in what year, Fritz said? 1929. Pinkman. 1912. It's 1871. Pinkman oh, yeah, gets yeah. the point. A Quigley Down Under. Fritz. Gun was a big part of that movie. What year did that movie come out, Fritz said? 84. Pinkman. 82. 1990. Damn. Oh, Fritz oh, ties the game. God. Actor Alan Rickman, he was in that movie before he became a really big star in Die Hard and... Uh, the Harry Potter movies. Rickman died at what age? Fritz said. 96. Whoops. Uh, Pinkman said. 67. 71. So that was Alan Rickman. Okay. That was Alan Rickman. <laughs> he was in Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Don't beat yourself up, Fritz. He was Hans Gruber in Die Hard. Yeah. It's two to one, Pinkman. Remember leads. that? Yes. I do, yeah. yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was Christmas film. Alan. Yeah, what? My favorite holiday film. Was it Nakatoma Plaza? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Close enough. The Alan Parsons Project released the hit song Games People Play in what year, Fritz said? 1975. Pinkman. 78. 1980. Oh, Pinkman. 3-1. Yeah. The first yeah, issue of People Magazine published in what year, Fritz said? 1964. Pinkman. 1940. 1974. Oh, Fritz. No, <laughs> stupid people. People Magazine names Nick Dolte the sexiest man alive in what year, Fritz said? 1997. Pinkman. This is a dilemma. Pinkman said 81. Oh I don't know God. if he you meant 1881, meant. 1781, or 1981. You know what Jim. I mean. 1992. It's Fritz, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Fritz yeah, yeah. gets a point. It's Damn a tie game, Fritz. Jim. It's a tie game. With four to go. <laughs> Singer, songwriter, guitar player, Bonnie Rayett released the album, hit album, by the way, titled Nick of Time. In what year? Fritz said. 92. Pinkman. 71. 19. 89. No. Fritz leads the game. Bank robbers Bonnie and Clyde gunned down by law enforcement in what year? Fritz said. 1930. Pinkman. 1932. 1934. Damn it. Tie game. Two to go. Two to go. Tie game. Two to go. Actress Faye Dunaway appeared in the movie Bonnie and Clyde. She won an Academy Award for her role in the movie Network that was released in what year? Fritz said. 1978. Pinkman. 1984. 1976. No. Oh. Fritz now leads 5-4. to four. Damn. Get okay. it within 25, you went outright. If Faye Dunaway was a crow oh, in Daytona no. Beach, you would have to fly how many miles to reach Boynton Beach? Fritz said? Seven. Pinkman said? 
76. So help me God, I will deck you. I wish you would. In fact, Faye Dunaway, if she was a crow in Daytona Beach and wanted to fly to Boynton Beach, you would have to fly a total of 211 miles. Pinkman gets the point and ties the game. <laughs> we go to tie <laughs> with no handicap. We go to tie. Oh, oh my God. Are we giving uh, 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 Pinkman a, a few second handicap? No here? handicap. There's no handicap today. Straight time. Mm. Fritz answered one minute, 12.1 seconds. So one slow. minute, 12.1. And Pinkman, since you read the questions more quickly, 110.1. By two seconds, Pinkman oh, wins. Man. Nice job, guys. I'm yes. sorry, Fritz. Good job picking uh, Mr. Pinkman. Robert, you get that card. Good fortune for you for the rest of your life. Thanks for playing that bonus round of closest to the pin. Remember, close only counts in wow. horseshoes, hand grenades, really? Good one. and closest yeah. to the pin. pin Speaking pin, of Bruce Willis. Pin. What about him? He's going to be in the remake of um, the Charles Bronson movie. I saw the I saw the coming attraction. I wasn't... Death Wish? Yeah, I wasn't yeah. blown away by it. I'm not going to kill you. Jack is. I don't think I saw the original. No. Charles Bronson points. I just said he, he, that. Yeah, he just said that. Yeah. Married to Jill Ireland. Yeah. Dead. Points. points. <laughs> That's not right. That's it's not, not right. right. No, it is right. Oh, it's right. She's but dead. it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Not right. Boynton Beach. Take that, Boynton Beach, son. Anyway. I think it was Boynton Beach where I got certified. For scuba? For, yeah. It's South Florida, right? Near West Palm Beach? Yeah. yeah, yeah down yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fort Pierce, Farrow Beach. Yeah. Down that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, North of yeah, Fort Lauderdale, yeah. south of Stewart, maybe around. I don't know. It's in Palm Beach County, so. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Advanced open water. Look out. You still have your certification? Does it last forever? It does. I don't. Mine was through the Y, I think. I don't know. I don't know where the card is or any of that stuff. That was about 25 years ago for me. I had a surfer. I don't think you need to be certified anymore. I think they have so many dials and gauges and everything. I mean, probably things that go into your, depending on how deep you go. Okay, time to surface, time to surface. Watch the bubbles. Don't go up faster than the bubbles. Well, that's it. You need to know that. And and hand signals, too. Got to learn those hand signals. Yeah, like American Sign Language. You don't give a thumbs up when you come to thumbs up means surface. Not yeah, okay. That's right. Got to give them the okay. Yeah, the okay, which is F and ASL. Nerd. Oh, oh <laughs> by the way, be- besides learning ASL, tell them what you do in the mornings. What you you might want to talk about it later. I well, know what I do in the mornings, so yeah. I don't know if I want to hear what you're doing in the mornings. Well, it could be related. What I like to do. I hope not. Um, we got like a like a brand new fence. Um, I like to go out wearing pretty much nothing. You know, just you know, skivvies and read a book. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's very relaxing. It's your property. You're allowed to do what you want yeah. on your property. Very relaxing. Now you wear skivvies? I thought you were going out there naked. thought you were going au naturel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm a little too afraid, but, you know, they afraid are. Afraid of what? It's private property. I, Ever I, been to a nudist colony? Drones. No. Yeah, uh, drones. Nudist, is a right. nude beach? I have not. Have you? Yeah. Is it freeing? Jim had his clothes stolen at a nude beach. It's nice. <laughs> I did. I had to drive home uh, naked. Well, I had a hat. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. The policeman isn't there to create disorder. And the agony of defeat. 
The policeman is there to preserve this order. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. We'll talk with Pat Clark in about 20 minutes. Don't forget, So You Want a Winner with Eddie the Shaman later in the program. Time right now for Jack's audio file. Uh, Jim, uh, today's topic has been the dominant topic in the news since February 14th, Valentine's Day, the day of the shooting in Parkland at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And it was a surprise appearance today by the NRA chief Wayne LaPierre at the at CPAC. And here's a a little bit about what the, the head of the NRA has to say. The elites don't care not one whit about America's school system and school children. If they truly cared, what they would do is they would protect them. For them, it's not a safety issue, it's a political issue. They care more about control and more of it. Their goal is to eliminate the Second Amendment and our firearms freedoms so they can eradicate all individual freedoms. Okay, okay, all right. You're, I, I have a, I believe he's in for a big surprise this fall. Well, it, it's, it's kind of like he... <laughs> tired old message. He takes his sides and then he flips it and says pretty much how people view the NRA. He's trying to put that on elites, like seeing this as a political issue. Now we're going to put him yeah. in concentration camps and then we're going to, you know, and they'll kind of put us, take our guns and, you know, put us in uh, gases and put us, put us in ovens. And then uh, they're going to have your children as work slaves. Here's more stuff that's just not true from uh, Wayne LaPierre. Oh, okay. Here's more stuff he's making up. They want to sweep right under the carpet the failure of school security, the failure of family, (laughs) the failure of America's mental health system, and even the unbelievable failure of the FBI. See, oh, there you go. Yeah, that, my uncle, my uncle Blanky was a special agent with the FBI, bub. What? You just watch out. <laughs> so no one is saying Ask that hat. those aren't factors. They all need to be addressed. Of course. But to say that uh, the guns are off the table and you, you can't talk about gun safety. Oh, we're going to give you know? uh, kindergartners guns. But you give them the little itty-bitty ones, you know, like the like the Derringers. Yeah. They don't get them like a sex shooter or anything. White House, uh, you know, made the announcement that they're considering the uh, bumping the age from 18 to or would support bumping the age from 18 to 21 bump stocks uh, as well. NRA says they don't plan on moving on the the age issue. So then the rubber's going to hit the road when it comes to politics. You want to talk about politics? It will be politics. And there's there's something afoot. I don't know how if it's going to last or really gain in strength. I think one of the best things we people can do. It's a fantasy is if you're in favor of, you know, more gun restrictions to join the NRA, take it over. That would be kicking the ass. I don't want to give them money. I know. I mean, that's just the, you know, like, well, let's uh, let's just rewrite the Second Amendment. It's not going to happen. It's just a fantasy trip. But it uh, would be cool, wouldn't it? All uh, of a sudden, they got more members who are opposed to their nonsense than are in favor of it. That would be funny. President Trump, uh, for his part, held a listening session, had um, victims and, and people uh, affiliated with some of the worst mm-hmm. tragedies this country has seen uh, recently there, including uh, Andrew Pollock, or Pollock. His, uh, he's a father of a girl who died just yeah. one week earlier. She died last week at Parkland, and, uh, you know, it's it's a 
dad's worst. It's a parent's worst nightmare. And um, well, here he is in his own words speaking yesterday at the White House. We, as a country, failed our children. This shouldn't happen. We go to the airport. I can't get on a plane with a, a bottled water. But we leave it. Some animal could walk into a school and shoot our children. Was he Parkland or was he um, the one in Connecticut? It doesn't make any difference. Uh, I mean, this is a parent who's lost a child uh, through this uh, nonsense. This father, uh, his daughter died in Parkland just a week early. Here's more. It doesn't make sense. Fix it. Should have been one school shooting and we should have fixed it. And I'm pissed because my daughter, I'm not going to see again. Not easy. Nope. Well, you know. Just got to arm the teachers. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Would have saved the whole place. Oh, yeah. Cut that right. Because those teachers, that's what they want to do. They don't want to teach. They just want to patrol the corridors and the hallways. Well, the president said it would be Stupid. cheaper cheaper to arm teachers than to have armed security <laughs> teachers guards. Don't, teachers don't. Teachers want to teach. You know? I think some might How about like the idea, armed. okay, we're going to raise your taxes. If you want to go that, we're going to raise your taxes to fund more police officers so we can put them on school campuses. Anybody want to go that route? <laughs> no, yeah, nobody wants to yeah. do that. No. S- suddenly banning assault rifles seems a lot more reasonable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about a portion of uh, you know money that go that you pay for uh, for a firearm goes to fund uh, more, more cops on campuses until we get the rest of this crap figured out? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that's uh, you're you're violating my Second Amendment rights. Well, you can still buy the gun. Whatever. Uh, here's another uh, uh, dad who tragically lost a daughter at last week's school shooting. Uh, this one wasn't at the White House. Instead, he was at the town hall meeting mm-hmm. down in uh, Sunrise, Florida. Uh, that was attended not by our governor. The governor uh, did not want to go. However, Senator Marco Rubio was there. Here is Fred Gutenberg speaking uh, with. His senator, our senator, Florida junior senator, Marco Rubio. Senator Rubio, I just listened to your opening and thank you. I want to like you. Here's the problem. And I'm a brutally honest person, so I'm just going to say it up front. Yes, sir. When I like you, you know it. And when I'm pissed at you, you know it. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. Damn. Yeah, well, he he goes on. (laughs) Yeah, threw it down, didn't he? Well, here, here's more. So, you and I are now eye to eye, because I want to like you. Look at me and tell me guns were the factor in the, the hunting of our kids in this school this week. And look at me and tell me you accept it, and you will work with us to do something about guns. There you go. You know, when, uh... Uh, as uh, Mr. Pinkman mentioned in the uh, news segment earlier, uh, this show, uh, you know, Marco Rubio, had, you know, honestly, trouble answering. It, it's not a, a, an easy crowd when you're talking to parents who, who tragically lost their kids mm-hmm. trying to, you know, convince it, present your political argument to parents who lost a child. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the question of why have we why have we we've weaponized the society? We want to weaponize it more. Um, and why is this uh, society, uh, it, has a, it has a gun fetish. Where did this come from? It came from the NRA. That's where it came from. 
Uh, Jimmy Kimmel talks about it as well. You can catch uh, some video from him last night. It's on our website at realradio.fm. I know uh, we'll hold off on the Olympic updates for you because we have Pat Clark on the way. Thank you, Jack. Good job, Pat Clark and sports. Upcoming next on Real Radio 104.1. First things first, of course, the news and update. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, sir. Fans of Friday the 13th can enter for a chance to win a stay at the campsite where the movie was shot. They say you shouldn't have to worry about being murdered as long as you don't have any premarital sex while you're there. Next, an 18-year-old from Prague has revealed that she spends roughly $1,200 of her parents' money a month to look like Barbie. That girl ain't right. Her parents should ground her. Finally, a Detroit man used a smoke bomb in his crawl space to get rid of the skunks in his crawl space. He nearly burned his house down but at least the skunks are gone. Now his house has a nice char smell. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. At Real Radio 104.1 on Twitter. If you didn't already know there was a Twitter handle, then we are probably barking up the wrong tree. Never mind. Sorry. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. Listening to the Phillips File. Real Radio. Just a quick update: Special Counsel Robert uh, Mueller has filed uh, more charges against Paul Manafort, the former campaign manager for the Trump campaign. Time to talk some sports. We do this every Thursday with Pat Clark, who handles sports over at Channel Two, WESH Channel Two in Orlando. Please welcome Pat Clark. Back to the program. Hello, Patrick. James, how are you? Doing okay. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm fighting a little something. I don't know what it is, whether it's Uh-oh. cold or... You get a flu shot this year? Oh, boy. I told Pinkman that uh, I may have picked something up over at Daytona this past weekend. What did you do? Go to the oh, infield? Yeah, I was in the infield. Bada boom. I mean, it's, you know... Nothing like it, James. There's nothing like it in the world. Yeah. It was a great, I saw. I didn't see the entire race. I saw the beginning, of course, because that's always fantastic. Then I come back usually with 50 laps to go to to watch the wrap up. But man, it was a great finish. And you never go into that turn three infield without your vaccinations. Yeah. Ouch, Jack. Oh, yes, it's a party crowd out there, Pat. Yeah, you got to be careful, Pat. I don't think you can handle them. I don't. I don't know whether kids like you from Iowa should be going to the infield. I'm just not. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure whether you're ready to handle that. Yeah. You know, I've been there for 30 years. I'm I know. By now, James. Okay. <laughs> but it was. You're right. It was a great finish to the race. Um, that third stage was pretty boring because it was single file racing for mm-hmm. it's like lap after lap. It's like, come on, guys. But you know what they're doing. It's like you know we know we're going to wreck at some point. So why do it now? Let's just wait until the final few laps. Uh, so they had that green white checkered finish, and Austin Dillon bumps Arik Almarola out of the way, almost reminiscent of Dale Earnhardt. Mm-hmm. and takes the checkered flag. So the young guns are alive and well at Daytona. You know, then he went and got a, a tattoo after his win. Did you hear about that, James? Yeah, I don't. Uh, you know, that's what happens when uh, you, know, you don't go to bed early. You know, you win the Daytona 500. You go out there and uh, celebrate with the pit crew. This has been there, done that. I'm not going to tell you about any tattoos I might have, but this is what happens. As long as he's happy, you know, that's uh, that's all that counts. Well, he was on 
you know, they, they always take them on that media tour in New York and do all the talk shows. Sure. And I was watching on, I guess it was Tuesday morning, when he was on with um, uh, Ryan Seacrest and um, uh, Kelly Ripa. Right. And he actually presented himself very well. He was wearing a plaid suit. By the way, plaid's my favorite color, James. Did you know that? Anyway, you'll get that later. Uh, he was... He... I get What? <laughs> Mine's Paisley. <laughs> anyway, he was, he, and I mean, he was wearing a plaid suit. Yeah. It was perfectly ugly, but it was perfect for the moment, right. you know. And he sits down, and they obviously had done a little bit of research on him, and Ryan Seacrest said, I, I understand you got a, a celebratory tattoo afterwards. And he said, uh, can you tell us about it? Can you show it to us? And, and he said, no, I can't. Well, can you tell us where it is on your person? He said, I'm sitting on it. <laughs> well, that's what they did. They all, they all party deep into the morning, but look, he's young. And for the rest of his life, I mean, no matter what happens from this point forward, he's a Daytona 500 champion, and there just aren't that many people who can say it. Yeah. Uh, so good for him. Good for him. And he got a discount on that tattoo, you know. Oh, he did? Yeah, because uh, right above, you know, on his hip line, it says uh, Daytona and then the 500. They got five on one on his left cheek and zero on the other cheek. And then if you just, uh, you know, exactly, you know, you put together and you get 500, so to speak. I mean, it's kind oh, of a boy. joke. But... Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's an old uh, one, but it still works. Let's go back to Pat's favorite color. Have you ever thought about uh, getting a tattoo yourself? Thought it's about funny, it. It's funny you say that. No. <laughs> Never at all. Not not even. No. Have you? I've got two of them. You do? I, I've had them for years, though. I had them before they were became ubiquitous, before they were, you know, super, super duper popular. I, I don't know. I don't know where it sits now, whether the popularity of tattoos is where it was, what, 10 years ago. But, yeah, I've got a couple of them. And, you know, it's funny because... Uh, my summer job back in Colfax was at the table factory there, the Monroe Table Company. Mm-hmm. And there were guys there who were in their, you know, 60s. Sure. And they were still working. These guys were guys who had been in World War II. And I swear to God, James, every one of those guys had tattoos on their forearms. Right. It, you know, the, the Navy guys or the Army guys, and they all had tattoos. And to listen to them talk about those tattoos, is like this was the worst thing that I ever did. That was back at a time when the tattoos were not vogue. And they would they they were wondering what they could do to get rid of them, but of course they they've had them for so long. It's like why the hell bother with it now? Yeah, if there is a they, go ahead. They didn't like the idea at all that they had these tattoos, and they're you know they were just ruining the fact that they ever got them in the first place. Yeah, I mean it, it doesn't bother me, but if somebody came along and said, "Look, we have an easy, inexpensive way of getting rid of them," I I, I might I might consider it. I mean, it's just they're not huge. They're not. You know, one you can't see, the other you can, but eh, I don't know. I, I just tell people when you know when I hear they're thinking about getting a tattoo, I just remind them, if you're going to get one, remember it doesn't wash off, it never comes off. And number two, get one where you can see it, because if you get on your back or your hiney, you're going to get a second one, because you're always looking in a mirror or this or that, whatever. I, I, I and, and you have to remember, you know, when you're 22 years old and you're in shape, male or female, yeah, they can be they can be kind of sexy, but that that comes to an end after a while. After gravity Everyone takes over, old, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and everything gets wrinkly and saggy, and it's just <laughs> not 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 so sexy anymore. Let me move on to uh, the Olympics, of course. 
as we can see on WESH Channel 2, the NBC affiliate in Orlando. Um, it's been fun. It has. I haven't watched it. It's been it fun. It was slow for many. the Americans for a while, and yeah. I was disappointed. It just didn't seem like they were winning any medals, but yesterday was a, a terrific day. I was home last night, and I was... I was I was bound and determined to watch the gold medal game in women's hockey. Right. Because I mean this this incredible rivalry between the US and Canada has been going on since they implemented women's hockey into the into the Winter Olympics since nineteen ninety eight when and that was the last time that the US women had won gold. Otherwise it's all Canada. Mm-hmm. Canada had not been beaten since then. And so now you've got the US forcing overtime and then a scoreless overtime. So now they've got a 15-minute break between – I'm sorry. They force overtime, and before the overtime, there was a 15-minute break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I flipped over to NBC, which was showing the end of the women's uh, combined downhill skiing. Love that had yeah. Lindsay Vaughn, and she had an opportunity to – I mean, she was the best in, in the downhill. Now she had to do the slalom, which was not her – not in her wheelhouse, so to speak. But she had the best time, and then, of course, she – didn't even finish the slalom and when she was out of the medal contention uh flip right back over to watch the overtime scoreless overtime and then you watch the shootout could there be anything more compelling than that again even if you otherwise don't watch hockey or women's hockey right this was the u.s against canada uh taking down a juggernaut like the canadians the way they did was just terrific I said- it ended at like 2 15 in the morning yeah james yeah I say it all the time, uh, women's athletics, I mean, uh, I hate when I say this in a way, but, I mean, their athletic ability is is so, I mean, it's so exceptional nowadays compared to, you know, maybe Title IX had a lot to do with this. I mean, it just, you know, as more women got involved in, in, in athletics and became better and better and better. I mean, whether it's the downhill or whether it's, you know, th- this this women's hockey team. I mean, you watch them skate and play hockey, and it's like, geez, I, you know, there was a time right. when oh, I'll take them on. You know what I mean? Right. That that kind of attitude. You don't I have that exactly. kind of attitude anymore. It's they, Not they, at all. In, in fact, um, the U.S. now has eight gold medals. Uh, in these games, and five of them have been won by women. Yeah, there you go. I mean, um, there used to be day, you know, when men, you know, and their touches. Oh, I could do that. You know, I can skate, I right. can ski, it's bits, but, you know, I can play hockey just as well. Now nah, those de- those days are gone. No, you can't. No, you, you can't. It's like somebody going to the Metropo- Metropolitan Museum of Art and looking at a at a painting. So I could do that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you didn't. So. Right. Well, the women who won in the. Uh, the, the duo that won in the cross-country cross, cross country skiing a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. The U.S. had never, the U.S. women had never medaled in any cross-country Olympics. And this was a photo finish. And I watched that. So you ever watch cross-country skiing, Sure, James? of course. You ever tried I it? Get tired. I get tired sitting on the couch watching it. There was a fascinating article in the New York Times a few days ago. It might have been the Sunday Times about the, about the teams. Each of these teams has teams that do nothing but apply the wax to the to the skis to cross country, and in and in Norway, when it's the amount of abuse that is put on the the so called waxers when their when their athletes do not win, 
It's outrageous. They always blame the guys who put the and it's it's science. I mean, it's not just lay it on there. I mean, there's a real science to this. When the when the guys win, of course, it's the athletes. They did a great job. When they don't win or don't do very well, they just heap all just gigantic amount of criticism on the waxers. It was all their fault. But they have potions and and lotions and this and that and combinations <laughs> and and databases of of examining snow and what snow goes with the best wax. It was fascinating. It's not unlike the pressure that is put on the people who run the Zambonis at the ice rink. Yeah, I, I suppose. <clears throat> because they say that if if it's figure skaters out there, that the ice needs to be softer. Whereas if it's speed skaters, that ice needs to be as tight and as hard as possible. Mm-hmm. So it's very, I mean, it, there's a science to this, James, that you and I possibly could not know about. No. And uh, and although I would like to run a Zamboni once just to see what it feels like. Oh, we can, we can get, we can get that to happen. I mean, I, we I, can. I yeah, we can do that. I, I can do that. Maybe the solar bears would let me do that. Yeah, I got, I got a couple of connections. You want to drive a Zamboni? Simple pleasures. I mean, okay, seriously. that's fine. I don't want much, James. I just don't want much. I think they're doing some curling at the ice den here on the Saturday, Pat. Why don't you head up there and we'll clean the ice and then do some curling? I'll go if you go. Deal. You making goop dogs? Pack a lunch. Oh, okay. So now there's food involved, yeah. huh? Well, if you're right. cooking, yeah. Yeah, I know. You know. The older you get, the less you care about, you know. Anything. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, the new motto is, as I get older, says, I don't care. You know, if I got brown socks and black shoes, you know, I don't care. That's fine. I'm not going to get worried about that. I'm not going right. to. My day's not going to be ruined. You know, 30, 40 years ago, I'd be running back home to change my socks or my shoes, one or the other. But now I don't, I don't care. I really don't. Hey, did I tell you that uh, I made potatoes in the Instant Pot? No. Tell me. Because you know what a pain it is to boil potatoes. You know, uh, it it really is. It's a genuine pain in the butt to boil those things because if you want them peeled, and I don't always peel them, then you have to peel them. Um, but even if you don't, you, you you cut them up a little bit and then you throw them into the boiling water. Right. Actually, you throw them into the water before it starts boiling. Then it takes like 20, 20 minutes if you want a nice soft potato. Now you can dump those bad boys right into an Instant Pot. And you put in like a cup and a half of water yeah and you close that thing down and set it at 13 minutes and you have perfect potatoes. Yeah, of course it's the it's the greatest kitchen appliance to come along since i don't know the blender it's it is it's a, it's a there's so much let me ask you one more thing before we let you go what's this <laughs> deal with mark cuban he was fined six hundred thousand dollars and what is he what, what did he say that was he caught talking with friends about how the Mavericks tanked one season so he could get a better no, no, no. draft position? No, no, what he, was it? He was with, no, he was with he was with some of the players on his own team. Okay, and he was suggesting that maybe it's a good idea for them to tank games. Oh, that's not a good idea to say that. If you're the worst, no. I mean, that's and not that's like shaving points. Are, and he now has six hundred thousand reasons why he should never say it again. Um, the, the the problem is that in the NBA. The way it's set up, you either want to be at the top or you want to be at the very bottom. Right. Because it makes sense to be at the very bottom because the worst team in the league is going to have the best chance of getting the number one pick, a 25% chance in in the next draft lottery. They've got to do something with that because uh, even though Mark Cuban shouldn't have said that where it could be recorded, you have to understand, and you know this, 
that when anyone talks now, there's a real good chance that someone's going to hear you, and you might be recorded. Mm -hmm. You might even be on videotape now. But you can't. Mark Cuban was only saying what everyone is thinking. You know, it's it's not like that was an incredible revelation, and what a horrible thing for an owner to say. It happens all the time. That conversation is rampant. No kidding. But, even I mean, though, it's, it sounds like... Magic, and, and God bless the magic, by the way. I mean, they insist that they are out there to win, and I haven't seen anything from the magic that shows that they're trying to lose basketball games. But that's happened in Orlando before. I mean, it, it happens It happens around the league to bad teams that need good players. But it's a, um, it's so, a, it's a, it sounds like a suggestion, hey, guys, not for nothing, but uh, go out and, uh, and tank the game, all right? I mean, because uh, then we're in a better position when it comes to, uh, it comes to the draft. I mean, it's a, right. it, it sounds like a suggestion. Look, you guys aren't going to make it to the championships or the playoffs. You're not going to, you know, you stink. So just go out there. And it's almost like, you know, throw some games. Yeah. And, this is just it doesn't the first sound time we've ever heard an owner say something like this. So yeah. If you're if you're James, if you're a season ticket holder for the Dallas Mavericks, right, and you hear that sound right. by it, what are you thinking? Yeah. Gotcha. Like, hold it now. I'm spending good money to get good seats to watch good basketball, and you're coaching your players to take games. Oof. What do you, as a fan, what are you thinking? Well, how do the players yeah. respond to that? Did anybody say anything like, "Look, we understand what he said, and it's not a." You know, we're not tanking anything. We're not throwing any games. I mean, was there any response from well, the players? No one's, no one's going to say, "Yeah, we're going to we're going to tank games." No, I haven't heard any of that. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> My God. Six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, it's six hundred thousand petty cash to him. It's only a couple episodes of Shark Tank. <laughs> Is he going to run for president? Wasn't he threatening <laughs> that? At one t- not threatening it, but suggesting that he was <laughs> yeah. thinking I like that about word, it. Threat. Yeah. He can't. I know he can't stand Trump, but. I don't, I don't think he will. What about the What about uh, the Rock? What about uh, Dwayne? Is he Is he still talking about running? Isn't everybody running except you and me? He's kind of yeah, yeah. on and off about it. Well, is, isn't Oprah going to run? Mm-hmm. No, no, she no, gave that no, up. She, that's not going to. No, that's not going to happen. You know, if you, if you don't want Cuban running now, because there's the chance that you know he'd start going out and. He'd be campaigning, and then privately he'd be telling people he's going to tank the election. <laughs> so. All, right, All right, Patrick, have a wonderful weekend, will you? All right, Jim. It's always Take fun care, talking buddy. to you. you got a Pat Clark Handle Sports over Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. It's always fun to talk with him. Always got some good stories. Loves that Instant Pot. Yeah, he said that. Instant Pot was supposed to be raffled off for a good cause, and he kept it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic Pat. <laughs> Yeah, it happened. But uh, he said spaghetti, not so much in the Instant Pot. And another texter said, there's caught fire. No there way. Instant Pot. Oh, yeah. they don't have a... No. There are variations. Of different models? of. Yeah, but it's, there's only one Instant Pot. Okay. Now, somebody might have an electronic uh, pressure cooker. Like... Like an Instant Pot, so they call it an Instant okay. Pot. Like... Crock-Pot would be a brand, but are there other types of Crock-Pot? Is Crock-Pot a brand? I don't know. Is it a brand? It, I don't know. I think it is. Is, is it, it a brand, really? It, but everybody refers to a slow cooker now as a Crock-Pot, yeah. right? Crock-Pot. Because they're not yeah. they're none too happy with That's that. say, that Crock-Pot. With that crying show on uh, NBC. This is us? Yes. That's how Jack died. Oh, spoiler alert. Oh, what are you doing? What? Who's Jack? See the one that saved the dog instead of his kids? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1.
Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. Breaking news, special counselor, counsel, uh, Mr. Mueller, has filed 32 new charges against Paul Manafort and his uh, business colleague, Gates. So he's more squeezing on them. Thought Gates was going to plead guilty. That was the to some charges. No collusion. Nothing going on here. Nothing to see. No collusion. All caps. Said. So there we go. Let me remind you. This uh, I love this story out of Florida, of course, uh, which is um, ground zero for uh, lax gun control restrictions. Probably leads the nation or among uh, those states in the nation that have loose or lax uh, gun control. Three-term Republican state representative from Dover, which is over in Hillsborough County. Uh, and he's a GOP candidate. Remember this, by the way. He's a GOP candidate for attorney general. His name is Ross Spano. Uh, he is the one who uh, squelched debate on a bill filed by a Democrat out of Orlando to at least move to the floor of the state house a debate or discussion on uh, on assault weapons or assault type weapons. Remember that last week, right after Parkland, the shooting. Yeah, and Democrats said, "Let's at least move this." We, you know, they, you know, you get them. Yeah, they said, "We know we're going to lose this, but we'd like to at least have an open debate on the pros, cons, or whatever. Let the people of Florida or the nation hear what each side has to say, and then they can make up their minds as we go towards the election, which way they want to move. That's part of the process. House Republicans get this now." House Republicans voted down a Democratic motion to discharge the bill from Spano's panel. He was on a subcommittee, you know, a committee of a committee. So if you wanted to move the discussion of assault weapons down to the floor, first it would have to be released from Spano's committee. That would go to a committee. Then they'd have to, re- you know, move it to the House floor. So House Republicans voted down a Democratic motion to discharge the bill from Spano's subcommittee and send it straight to the floor. Yet the House engaged in a lengthy debate on a resolution from Spano to declare pornography a public health risk. It's bad, Jim. I have a motion to yeah. uh, move this legislation on uh, or uh, or you know discussion on uh, on assault weapons to the House floor tonight. Uh, can we have like a three-hour discussion on porno and whether we want to declare it a uh, public health risk? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do we get to watch it? No, see, they get to watch it all <laughs> and decide for the rest of us what's bad for us. That used to go. That used to happen all the time with the state attorney's office in this town. When there's this is, uh, let's go back maybe twenty years, and oh, uh, more than that, yeah, twenty, twenty-five, whatever. And uh, I mean, there was a real move afoot in this town. It was called Citizens Go Pack uh, Greater Orlando Go Pack. Co- Go cap Greater Orlando Coalition Against Pornography. <laughs> and it was this public campaign to do away with any kind of X-rated, triple X-rated material in the form of photos, magazines, adult films for rent or purchase. Big, big deal in this town. As a matter of fact, it was this radio station uh, that I was part of at the time with some other talk show hosts at the time who stood up against this uh, GoCap organization 
We had debates. We had, you know, demonstrate this back and forth and back and forth and back because they thought they were going to get away with this. You know, they thought they were going to dictate what you as an adult would be allowed to uh, to look at. And uh, went back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, we finally uh, beat them down. I was going to say beat them off, but I don't want to use that term because it sounds nasty. <laughs> but we did. I mean, it was a it was it, it was for many, many weeks, if not months on this radio station, as a matter of fact, because nobody else took part. It wasn't the television stations because for the most part, they're gutless. And uh, I think the print media had something to do with it. But by and large, and it wasn't me so much. It was another talk show host by the name of Clive Thomas who took him on. And uh, they finally went away. But here's, you know, they, they always bring it out, this, the pornography. You know, when they have to, when they, it's called a pivot. In politics, politicians love to pivot. Well, what do you want to do about this, uh, about uh, gun violence in the Sunshine State? Well, what I think we really have a problem with is pornography. I mean, they make that switch, and they go, what? So that's uh, that's Mr. Spano, who wants to be your attorney general. Wants to, doesn't think we ought to have any kind of discussion about age limitations when it comes to the purchase of firearms or cooling off period when it comes to the purchase of a long rifle. Doesn't want any kind of discussion or debate or observations made when it comes to assault type weapons or any of that kind of stuff. He wants uh, let's let's focus our attention uh, on pornography because this is a big big you know this is not even this is not even worthy of discussion anymore, is it? Haven't we gotten crisis. to the point where we say, look, if you want to look at this stuff, that's your business, none of ours. You know, don't uh, you know, don't show it to children. Uh, you know, be adults about this. But if that's your thing, you know. I think we've come to a conclusion. We don't care. You know, can, you know I, I, I do believe, I mean, that, that we've reached a point, finally, for the most part, where we say, look, consenting adults should be allowed to do what consenting adults want to do. <clears throat> and if they want to watch porno or look at porno, that's their business and uh, nobody else's. But I guess, I don't, I don't even know what he suggests. If, it's, uh, if he wants to declare it a public health hazard, well, what's the next step then for Mr. Spano? Well, what do you want to do? Porn control. Yeah, exactly. I I don't know. Or they're going to ban it. Yeah. So anyway, we've got uh, the meeting yesterday in Tallahassee. We had the uh, meetings of the kids with the president yesterday. We had the CNN town hall meeting that drew 3 million uh, viewers last night, which is not too bad. Uh, the governor of the state of Florida, he declined to take part in that. The two U.S. senators, one Republican, one uh, Democrat, um, attended the uh, attended the town hall meeting, along with a representative of the um, Amer- American uh, Rifle Association. She was uh, talking a different tune last night than she was talking today before the group of conservatives meeting, I think, in Washington. So, do we still have that clip? Oh, we have the clip from Wayne LaPierre. I do have some of that audio, sir. Yeah, yeah. Wayne LaPierre talked to the CPAC. Is it CPAC? Mm-hmm. A group of conservatives who uh, gather once a year and, you know, discuss their politics and their philosophy, their conservative philosophy. Don't confuse this with the, with the uh, necessarily with the alt-right. That's, you know, those, those are essentially fascists who don't believe in any kind of politics. But um, so this is uh, Wayne LaPierre, the president of the NRA. So he's trying in here. He's trying to position the opposition as elites trying to 
you know, not only uh, take away your guns, but saying guns are the only reason. And he's this uh, and trying to make the claim that, you know, the the people who are questioning guns are not questioning mental health, security and all the other facets of the argument, which frankly is untrue. Well, they use the term elite now as a slur, much like they use the term fake news. Fake news is now just a slur. It's used to talk about the mainstream media. And uh, and I, I don't know where elite essentially, well, it's a person of, of the highest class. And some uh, in academic circles, it's viewed as someone who's an expert in their area of academic study. So I don't know what's necessarily wrong with being an elite, but, you know, whatever you work, maybe you would be viewed whether you're an auto mechanic or talk show host or physician or whatever you are, that you would want to be considered the best at what you do, that you would be considered part of the elite in relation to what you do. But anyway, here's Wayne LaPierre, who's the president of the NRA. Wayne LaPierre. Yeah. Wayne LaPierre. That's Mr. Wayne LaPierre. The elites don't care not one whit about America's school system and school children. If they truly cared, what they would do is they would protect them. For them, it's not a safety issue. It's a political issue. They care more about control and more of it. Their goal is to eliminate the Second Amendment and our firearms freedoms so they can eradicate all individual freedoms. And our firearms freedoms. I like how... Yeah, he makes that that sweeping over generalization that um, no one cares fire, about the kids. Our, our firearms, that, that, nobody and, cares about our kids. They don't it, care about our kids. And it's always oh, they want to ban the Second Amendment when, <laughs> you know, it's it just mind numbing that it's like why can't you talk about aspects of it? I mean, for ten years we had an assault weapons ban and a high capacity magazine ban. No one took away my right to own a, a, a pistol. The National Rifle Association, in case you're not aware of it, represents gun manufacturers. That's where they get most of their money. They're in the business of helping gun manufacturers sell more firearms. We are awash in firearms in this country. I have them. You have them. You have them. You have them. You have them. But uh, we have weaponized this country. Now it's let's get more firearms in the school. We've weaponized the airports. We've weaponized uh, other parts of society where we think everybody ought to have a weapon. Well, in that case, then just give the students a weapon. Why not? You know, well, hell, they're in high school now. You know, just hand them out for free. It's, a lot, it's less expensive than getting more police officers there. Now, if you, you know, now there's this talk of, uh, well, let's, uh, let's uh, get teachers uh, armed trained and armed don't you think most teachers would probably say i don't want any part of that yeah he said specially trained teachers. i don't i, I yeah. think most teachers i don't want any part i don't want to be you know i'm not i'm not ready for a gun battle in the hallways i'm ready you know if it need be lock the door whatever <clears throat> if you know but if you went to some of these people and said well okay then we are going to we're going to have to raise your taxes in order to fund more police officers that can be put at every school during school hours, you would see an outcry from, from citizens saying, oh, I don't want that to happen at all. Or if you went and said, okay, well, then we're going to tax, you know, we're going to have a, 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 a particular tax 
when it comes to purchasing firearms, you'll have to pay a particular tax with that money going into a fund that would be utilized to hire police officers for campus security. The first thing you'd the first thing you would hear from the National Rifle Association is that is a violation of our Second Amendment rights. That is nothing but an attempt to screw with our Second Amendment. You'd hear it from the. I'm telling you right now, that's uh, that's uh, that's that's not right. That's a taxation we don't approve of. Blah 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 blah. We've weaponized this country. Uh, we have a subculture of young men in this country who have a gun fetish. There's no question about it. All you have to do is go to a gun show or go to a shooting range, and you'll see them every single time. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Before we get into this, there is uh, word circulating about that the governor of Missouri may have been indicted on a charge of invasion of privacy. He's one of these goody two-shoes uh, family values types that was caught having an affair. Uh, you know, the types. Oops. Yeah. You know, in the campaign ads, pushing the baby stroller down the down the street with his wife. Oh, you know. that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think uh, The Hill is reporting that he may have been indicted on a charge of invasion of privacy. He was that uh, Marine, right? He was like an ex-Marine? Yeah, Marine or Navy SEAL or something. And they said, this is, you know, this is one of these guys that's really on the rise within the GOP. And then this, uh, this story comes out. Like, I, I want to apologize to my my God, my family, my the people of Missouri. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to apologize until you're caught. All right, let me go to the soundproof booth. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Pinkman, tell us about the prize. We have today a pair of tickets to UFC Fight Night at the Amway Center this Saturday, February 24th, courtesy of Metro PCS, the official wireless partner of UFC. Ultimate Fighting Championship returns to the Sunshine State with a thrilling fight card featuring the battle of top 10 featherweights Jeremy Stevens and Josh Emmett. What's up, Logos? What's up, Locos? All right, thank you. It's a great prize. Let's get Josh on board to play his game. Hello, Josh. Hey, good afternoon. Oh, speak up for everybody. You ready to play? Yeah, I'm ready to play. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, Mr. Fritz, are you in there, sir? Hell yes. Can you record the answers that Mr. Josh and Mr. Phillips give today? Hell yes. Okay, I will keep track of time and read the questions that were submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's called More Goats. A tribute to more of the greats of all time. Okay? So it's a goat category about the greatest of all time. Are you ready to go, Josh? Yes, sir. Here we go in three, two, one. At your service, Serena Williams has been the world number one for 319 weeks in total. Of her 23 Grand Slam titles, how many were at Wimbledon? Uh, 15. Pele was on the Brazil national football team at age 16. How old is he today? Uh, 28. I feel like I must read this one really fast. How many gold medals for Usain Bolt? Uh, 25. 
Jackie Joyner Kersey was voted Sports Illustrated for Women's Greatest female athlete of the 20th century. She set the world record in the heptathlon in the Seoul Olympics. What year was that? Uh, 1949. Nicknamed the Great One, Wayne Gretzky was inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame immediately upon his retirement, and his jersey was retired across the league. What number was it? 16. Time. All right. Put you on hold. Did he say 16 or 16? He did. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to bring Jim in and let the ass whooping commence. Got to record Josh's time. Let the ass whooping commence. Indeed. Thanks, Brad, for the category. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Brad. It's an exciting day. Welcome back, Jim. Thank you. We don't know your record. But we do have Fritz here to record your answers. Okay. Are you, you know ready? How that to, goes. Are you ready to play your game? What's the category? Jim, I'm glad you asked. It's a category submitted by Brad, co-producer for All Gaming. It's called More Goats. More Goats. Yeah, a tribute to more of the greats of all time. Yeah, we had a greatest of all time category a week ago, and we continue now with More Goats. Okay. 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 Sure. We're going to reset the clock for you and begin in three, all right. two, one. At your service, Serena Williams has been world number one for 319 weeks in total. Of her 23 Grand Slam titles, how many were at Wimbledon? Uh, That was uh, 10. Pele was on the Brazil national football team at age 16. How old is he today? He is now uh, 71. I feel like I must read this really fast. How many gold medals for Usain Bolt? Uh, Six. Jackie Joyner-Kersey was voted Sports Illustrated for Women's Greatest Female Athlete of the 20th Century. She set the world record in the heptathlon yeah. in Seoul South uh, in the Seoul Olympics. What year was that? Oh, that was 2008. Nicknamed the Great One, Wayne Gretzky was inducted into the NHL Hall of Fame immediately upon his retirement, and his jersey was retired across the league. Mm-hmm. What number was on it? Uh, that number was uh, a four. One, oh. one, four. No, Something like that. You said four. Right four, one, four. You said four. I can't believe you guys are. Mm, what? Whatever. Okay. Who wants it less? <laughs> that's today's matchup between you and Josh. Oh, that's not fair. I'm adding five seconds of your time, Jim. It's your hand. Oh, you might as well add, you know, 20. I'm not going to win this thing. Ooh. 20. Wayne Kresge, number seven. Eleven. <laughs> 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 this is, I can't wait. Number one in our hearts, but yeah, number, right. uh, number let, uh, two on his jersey. Let's do it. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let's get to Serena Williams first. Yeah, sure. How many Wimbledon wins? Okay. Mm-hmm. Josh said 15. And Jim? 10. Seven. Jim is closer. Jim gets there the you point. Go. All right. Hey, you're up one nothing. Okay. Jim. Just the win. Pele. I remember him well. Oh, famous for the bicycle kick. Uh, let's see. How old is Pele today? Yeah. Josh said. 28. Oh, boy. And Jim? <laughs> 71. 77. Jim yeah, gets okay, the point. Right, okay. There we go. Okay. So I screwed up the Gretzky thing. Usain Bolt. The I watched last night the Jamaican women's bobsled team. They named their uh, bobsled the Cool Bolt. Oh, cool. Like Cool yeah, Runnings. Right. And then Usain Bolt, the Cool Bolt. Uh, how many gold medals for Usain Bolt? Josh said. 25. And Jim? Six. Eight. Jim gets the point. It's three nothing. Hey, not too bad so far. Let me tell you, it's not over. Uh-oh. Because someone has to tell me what year 
Jackie Joyner Kersey set the world record in the heptathlon in the Seoul Olympics. See, I get the I get Jackie the years Joyner Kersey. Messed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Josh said, nineteen forty nine. Jim, two thousand eight. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight. Uh, so that would be up by twenty Jim. years, and Jim still gets a point. Thank you. It's for nothing. Ah, you can't win. Well, let's get to the great one. <laughs> Even if you get a right on the money with number six. Yeah, Wayne well. Gretzky. What number jersey retired across on? Uh, throughout the NHL, because he was that good. Nobody pays any attention to hockey. What number jersey did he wore? Did he wear? Wear. Wore. Same thing. 22. No. What Josh say? <laughs> Is that a single digit? <laughs> he said 16. 1-6. One, 1-6. Six. One, six. What Jim say? 4-1. Four, four, four. That was one, the first eight. one. Yeah, yeah, number four. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky, the great one. Yes. Famous for his number... 99. Josh is Jersey. on the board. Josh gets good the job, point. Good job, Josh. Not good enough. Jim I destroyed wins. you. Ashley, you pick up the prize. Thanks for playing closest to the pin. Mm-hmm. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. pin I win. Pin. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Ever get us the Jim Colbert Show tomorrow between 3 and 7 on Real Radio. We'll talk to Mr. Colbert in a few minutes or so. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Time for a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, sir. Surveillance footage shows a burglar glance at a picture of Jesus before he proceeds to rob a church in St. Louis. The Lord giveth and the Lord hath taken away. Next, a North Carolina man was arrested five minutes after he robbed a bank with a stick. Do you think he shouted that it was a, stick up? Ha. Finally, a student in Louisiana was investigated by police after saying a square root symbol looks like a gun. I'm sorry what? Maybe he can figure out the square root of stupid. Headlines were brought to you by wearenotthebanks.com. And transmission. That's right. Square roots are tough. Uh, but here's the deal. You know what's not tough when it comes to refinancing a home or you want to buy a new home? It's not tough if you make the right call. And that call should be to Brad Siebert and his team. They run wearenotthebanks.com. And they're not the banks. They're better than the banks. Their sole focus is mortgages. They are a direct lender and they are mortgages made easy. Regardless of your credit history, Brad and his team can work with you. If you're self-employed, they have a special loan program to help secure you a loan or a refinance. Um, military, you're uh, uh, able to get a VA loan. We are not the banks.com specializes in VA loans as well. If you have a mobile home you want to finance, they can help with that as well. For all your mortgage needs, check them out online. It's wearenotthebanks.com. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From the... Little trial for a Thursday. I'm going to talk to uh, Jim Colbert in just a second. The Hill is reporting that Missouri Governor Eric uh, Greitens has been indicted by a St. Louis grand jury on a felony invasion of privacy charge. This is one of those stiff collar, holy roller, uh, family values types who was really on uh, viewed by the Republican Party as an up and comer. 
until uh, a couple of months ago when it was revealed that he had an affair outside of his marriage, I think as he was running for governor. And the indictment says it stems from allegations he threatened to release a naked photo of a woman he was having an affair with if she revealed their relationship. You know, he's one of those types that gets out there. I want to, you know, I want to apologize to my God, my family, the people of Missouri, you know, for a blah, blah, blah. And the only reason you're apologizing, dude, is you got caught. All right, let's talk to uh, Jim Colbert. It's the Jim Colbert Show tomorrow between 3 and 7 on Real Radio. Mr. Colbert, how are you today? I'm doing great, and how are you? Not bad. I understand you're going to be talking to, is it a former shuttle launch director tomorrow? Yes, uh, Mr. Mike Leinbach, uh, who was the uh, shuttle launch director for many, many years there. Matter of fact, if you go into the uh, Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex and take a tour yeah. of that area where you see them, like we're all, they're all looking, you know, get their, get their uh, sleeves rolled up and they're looking intently through the window at the craft and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Well, the, the video they show as part of that reel in the Space Center actually features Mike. And he's the least NASA guy that you've ever met in your life. He's a flower shirt wearing kind of throwback. No kidding. He just happens to be a stone cold brainiac and very, very relatable. You know, it's always amazes me back, you know, of course, when the U.S. space program was just getting underway. You know, these guys were working with slide rules, you know, and, 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 and adding machines and, you know, and, and chalkboards to put together a lot of this stuff. I, I, it still fascinates me. I mean, it fascinates, it fascinates me to the point where they can still do, I mean, I mean, they still do these amazing things. I don't have a clue. I really have no, Jim, have no clue whatsoever. Jim, listen, if so, if you ever go over, if you ever had a chance to go over to the uh, Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex, mm-hmm. they have the Apollo capsule there. They have a, a replica of the right. Apollo capsule. The very famous capsule that you see, $6 million man, not right. Jimmy Janney type thing, whatever. And I will tell you straight up that when you walk over I and you it. look in that thing I'm not getting in. and you go inside, you think to yourself, there is zero way that even if they just strap this thing to that bungee cord thing like an eye drive and I knew I was just going to bounce around <laughs> yeah. for a minute, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still a no across the board. There's no way, no way you're going to put that thing on top of a blinking rocket and shoot it into orbit with three dudes. Jim, it looks like the, it looks like the walls of it are just just like maybe four inches thick and everything is just like these old flip buttons there's nothing blinking man it's just like it's like an old radio console it's a joke yeah number one you get claustrophobic just looking inside you don't have to get in and just look inside and at least for me because i'm somewhat claustrophobic my back gets all tightened up you know i get that screaming spinal thing going on like please god don't please don't ask me to look in there get in there or i don't see how they do it plus i don't know if it was alan shepard or john glenn or one of the astronauts in the early days you know they, they asked him well how does it feel to be on top of one of these uh, rockets and he said well how does it feel to be on top of the lowest bidder you know <laughs> You know what I mean? You got this gigantic rocket full of tons of, that's what are pounds of, of liquid fuel and this and that. So, yeah, how would you feel to be on top of the of, of, of the biggest bidder on this or the lowest oh, bidder yeah, no on this? Oh, yeah, no big deal. I'm, I just strapped into an old Diet Coke can sitting on 35,000 pounds of thrust. No biggie. Yeah, it does light the fuse. I'm ready to go. And plus these guys, they're all, uh, were they, they were all test, test pilots or fighter jocks, weren't they, in the early days? All, a lot of them were all t- Air Force test pilots. And not to mention, you know, a lot of them were scientists as well. So, you know, you had to have a bunch of dis- different disciplines, physicists, uh, science, biologists, all kinds of crazy stuff 
in there because you're gathering information from a, d- a bunch of different disciplines. So when you watch it, now, by the way, I tell you, uh, three grown ass men in that capsule in Apollo leaves barely a room for a birthday balloon. Yeah, I mean, right. there is zero room in there. It is genuinely terrifying just to sit in there and imagine yourself launching even into mild orbit, like Richard Branson orbit for fun for a hundred K a ride. I wouldn't even do that in that thing. It is, it is seriously shaky at best. Yeah, I like, want... it is like, it, it is like, uh, like something you'd write at the fair. Yeah, I want the Starship Enterprise. I want a big, gigantic window. I want to be, you know, you, you, you sit there in the captain's chair and you see the galaxies, you see all the stuff. I want one of those. I don't want a, I don't want a sardine can, you know, with a, with a tiny little hole that you look through. Oh, there goes the, what is that? You know, there goes the Earth. And then, no, sorry. <laughs> I have no. So let, me, so let me pose the question. I mean, if you're going to talk to the shuttle launch, uh, uh, former shuttle launch director, if you were, if this company was, um, willing to say all right jim colbert here's what we're going to do we're going to give you a year off and uh you'll have your position uh, here when you get back uh but uh we're going to send you they've allowed uh, somebody in the media to be in part of the astronaut corps and uh, uh and you can train for one year to go up in the uh, in the in the space shuttle if it was still flying would you go or you say no not doing that oh man oh man uh Man, I think I got a, for lack of a better word, I think I got to nut up and do that because, I mean, <laughs> as far as live stories go, why wouldn't you? Let's say the odds are still with you, right? I mean, technology's better now than ever. I, By God, man, they're landing rockets back on the Earth, like just sitting down like it's in a cartoon. I mean, I can't imagine they could get my fat ass in the orbit for a day or two for the great story. Well, yeah, you have to know your limitations. I mean, if you, you know, if they said, they will, all you have to do is, you know, put on the suit and get strapped in. You don't have to do anything. You're not in charge of any scientific experiments because you're not capable of that, even with a year yeah, training, I'm, unless you want to feed the white mice, you know, right, maybe, right. <laughs> put them on here's, the... Here's, here's how it would go. Colbert, you're involved with vomiting. That's <laughs> you do all the vomiting. I'm incredible. I'm incredibly motion sick, but I think I have to just Dramamine up, man. I mean, if you have an opportunity to go and do something like that as a human being and circle the earth like that, I can't imagine how you could pass it up for any reason. All right, let me. I don't have like any crazy fears. All right, let me pose this question to you then. Yep. Oh, Same God. thing. Company comes along, says, all right, we're going to give you the time off. As a matter of fact, we'll even fund this for you. You don't have to spend a dime of your own money. Uh, and you train for a year, maybe even two years if you need it. Your job is guaranteed uh, when you come back, if you come back. But uh, we'll pay. We'll pay for you to go. We'll pay for all your for everything you need, from equipment to food to whatever. Are you willing to climb Mount Everest? Not by yourself, of course. But you're with a you know you're with a team. I would pass. Would you? Uh, I have. Yeah, I would because I that uh, I'll tell you why because it doesn't look fun. And I, here here here's the thing. Like, let's say I try to do something and I fail. I fail. You try to do Mount Everest and fail, you come back with, like, uh, six fingers, and your nose is dead. Man, the span of ability to die there is, I think, considerably smaller than even flying in a spacecraft. I really do. All right, so, I mean, would, are, you Look, will, are you willing to, I mean, are you willing to learn how to skydive? God what are you doing to me? No, I'm not jumping out of a plane. I hardly like riding in them. Well, nobody's going to say, here, strap this on, we'll push you out. You got, you know, you have a certain amount of training. 
Jim is I trying to kill I, you. I couldn't do it. No, I, I just. I, no, I'd like. I like to think. I have a friend who lives near uh, the Titusville Airport, and we see these guys coming down all the time. You can hear them even before the chutes open, and I, you look oh. at them and say, "Geez, I wish I had at the time that that courage to do something like that." But yeah, not my now, hometown no. has a field. Uh, K Larkin Airport mm. uh, up in Palaka, Florida, has been doing this for a very long time, and you know, Jim, I, 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 I have to tell you. It, Again, I try to do things that like, wow, that looks fun. I'll do that. It doesn't look fun to me. Like, it doesn't. The only time, if I would do it, I would only do it tandem with you if we were strapped together. Well, that sounds nice. like fun. Have you done Have you done a tandem jump? I've never done a jump. I couldn't do it, buddy. Oh, here. Come on. Let's get him, let's get him signed up. You got it. You got, you got to do it. You got to do it. First time I did it, I was, <laughs> I was drugged out. I was on ecstasy. Wow. That's a hell of a jump. <laughs> I love it. And the second time I wasn't, and uh, the second time was worse. But on ecstasy, though, it's kind of weird because then you land and you tell everybody, "Yeah, man, skydiving makes you super horny." It's just uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you're strapped into that guy too, and said, "Man, this this is really this is yeah. a lot of fun." I could get used to yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. You never know. <laughs> Anybody got a lollipop? <laughs> oh, stop it! And a doctor's hat. You know, you land, and the next thing you just turn around to the guy and say, "Well, let's go dancing now." So. Right, exactly. <laughs> what what else is on tap tomorrow? What, what else we got going on? Deb. Uh, Deb says she has a crazy surprise for Animal House. And okay. uh, Ross Padgett, by the way, we have found out, as Jack can tell you, has had one of the more bizarre childhoods uh, that I've experienced in quite a while. And apparently tomorrow during Ross House, he's going to unfold another layer of his uh, oddly comedic, dysfunctional childhood. So we're get to figure that out as well. All right, Jimmy, we'll be listening. Good luck to you tomorrow, okay? You're the best, buddy. Right, Thank you, man. Jim Colbert show tomorrow between 3 and 7 on Real Radio. Sounds like it was on a space shuttle with an open window. <laughs> what? What? Why can't that cat get a decent phone line? I don't think anybody really has phone lines anymore. I have one. I have one. Landline. <laughs> well, there you go. That's two of them. <laughs> well, I don't have one. Yeah. I do not have one. I have a number. It's just not hooked up. Wow, nerd! I just got a text from someone who said, "Didn't your uncle Blanky have something to do with the astronauts? <laughs> Wasn't he in the FBI?" <laughs> My wife. <laughs> I actually, I She's believe I, said, you know, I was off yesterday, and thanks everybody for filling in during my absence because I was over in Tampa eulogizing my uh, my brother who passed away earlier this year, and um, his 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 wife, his widow, uh, gave me a big basket of photographs that nobody had looked at in a while. So I started going through them last night. I mean, really, some amazing photographs from my mother way back in the. You know, when she was a teenager and my brother when he was in the Navy. But I think they're, I think they're, I think it's, I have a couple of photographs of Uncle Blanky. I'm not sure. Really? I th- yeah, I think I do. I Wait, think that might not, be Uncle Blanky. You don't know? Because no. You don't recognize I can't. I, no, I only met Uncle Blanky maybe twice in my entire life. And no. You sure do talk a lot about him. <laughs> my Uncle Blanky was a special agent with the FBI, and don't forget it. And he was the first head of security for, uh, I don't even know if it was called NASA back then but you know he just wanted to be a truck farmer he just wanted to be a farmer that's all he wanted to be but he was gifted with a certain set of skills he was an accountant because <laughs> back then if you wanted to be in the fbi you either had to be a lawyer or a cpa if you're anything else you could not be a special agent that's pretty much how it is now because you have to follow the money 
No, that's not the way it is now. Yeah, nice going for it. No, I'm. I can go to FBI.gov. I think if you're, a, I think <laughs> you're, I think if you're a CPA, you could have a shot at becoming a, a special agent. Or if you're a lawyer, maybe the same thing. Or you know, if you work in the bureaucracy of the FBI, but if you want, to, if you're an agent, I mean the badge, the gun, the whole thing, the power of arrest. Yeah, you you had to be a, a CPA or a or a, I think a, a lawyer, graduate of law school. Needless to say, I wouldn't be able to qualify. No, God. One semester's not enough. No. Well, gosh, can't imagine. I, I know more people who have gotten law degrees that, number one, they never practiced. Because after they got out of law school, they said, this is the last thing I want to do with my life. And the number of, of people who practice law who are absolutely miserable. They're locked away research, doing research, uh-huh. or they're, or and or they have to go out and and sell. I mean, you have to get clients. It's billable hours. That's what the firm wants. They want you to bring in, you know, new clients, so you can bill them two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars an hour to do more research. Makes me glad I dropped out of law school. Did you really? Yeah. 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 What law school did you go to? Oh, uh, you know, uh, ACME. ACME? Yeah. Where is that? that what one. state is that? <laughs> yeah, that's in Babylon. Objection. My client doesn't have to answer these questions. <clears throat> and what law school did you go to? <laughs> oh, boy. I also went to ACME. <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid, and Wiley Coyote would always go to the Acme yeah. store, I always, I didn't know it was a word. I always thought it was, oh, that's just ACME. <laughs> My sister lived near an ACME supermarket. <laughs> so um, we're still tracking down uh, information to see whether uh, the, the story is true out of Missouri where the governor's been indicted on a felony charge of uh, invasion of privacy. Let's see if we can track that down. Paul Manafort, I think, has been charged with 32 more offenses. He's the former campaign manager for the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. 32 and uh, Gates. I can't remember. Was it what's it, what's his first name? I can't remember his first name. Paul? That, no. Is it, is it Paul Gates? <clears throat> we can look it up. That uh, was uh, Paul Manafort's business Paul. partner. He's been charged with uh, more offenses as well by the special counsel. So they're putting the squeeze on these guys. Let's take a little break. We come back, get in board, get on board, get in line for So You Want to Win It. Eddie the Shaman should be headed our way as well. What? It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Can't get enough of the monsters on iHeartRadio? Now you can also watch the monsters in the morning on the new iHeart Monsters YouTube channel by going to monsters.fm and listen every weekday morning on Real Radio 104.1. It's been confirmed a St. Louis grand jury has indicted Missouri Governor Eric Greitens on a felony invasion of privacy charge for allegedly taking a compromising photo of a woman with whom he had an affair in 2015. Uh, Remember this goofball? 
Yes. yes. First of all, I think he said there was no photo. Um, then he said there wasn't any attempt to blackmail anybody. This is one of the up and comers. This is this is what you get in the uh, Republican Party. You know these guys that uh, had their campaign commercials. They're pushing the baby stroller down the street. As a matter of fact, I think we even tracked down one of his campaign commercials once. And he's got his pretty wife on his side. He's pushing the baby stroller down the street and talking about. They always talk about family values. What a what a, what a load of horse hockey. You know the only, and then and then they get you know they take before the mic. I want to apologize to my God, and I want to apologize to my wife and my family, and I want to apologize to the people of Missouri. Uh, excuse me, Missouri, <laughs> and on and on and on. And you just want to say, dude, the only reason you're apologizing is you got caught. You know, that's that's the only thing that's gone happens over and over and over and over. It seems more Republicans than Democrat. It happens with Democrats as well. But it's like, you know, the only time well, I need to apologize when I feel so bad. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't feel so bad until they caught you. So anyway, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Paul Manafort has been uh, charged with more crimes by the special counsel. Paul Manafort, of course, the former one-time, although short-lived, campaign manager of the uh, Trump campaign for president. So Robert Mueller has leveled more felony charges against Paul Manafort. And then Wayne LaPierre, the, as I think, wacko president of the National Rifle Association, of which I used to be a member until he and his, his ilk uh, took over. Uh, he's um, He came out of the cage today to lay on some bizarro things. Time for So You Want a Winner. So You Want a Winner has three rounds. First round is true-false. You have a lifeline with that. Now you have three lifelines, really. Eddie the Shaman and uh, Mr. Pinkman and uh, Fritz. What? Yeah. Um, Jack will uh, help ha- me along with this. What? I will definitely help you. How about if you make Pinkman... And not, uh, yeah, Pinkman can be the decider between the two. Like, okay. Eddie gives an opinion, Fritz gives an opinion, and then Ooh, like Mr. It. Pinkman has to decide Ooh. which one is right. So it's a split decision. Okay, there we go. Okay, yeah. you're the decider. You're the big decider today. Yeah, there's Brad's true-false. That's uh, You have lifelines with that. If you make it through that, you go to round two. That's Brad's in the news. That's a current events quiz. Then if you make it to round three, of course, it's Brad's who said that. We provide you with a quote, then it's a multiple choice. You determine the person who made the quote. What are some of the prizes, Mr. Pinkman, as we try to get more contestants on the line? Yes, we've got a pair of tickets to Monster Energy AMA Supercross at Raymond James Stadium this Saturday, February 24th. That comes with a pair of pit passes for before the show. Go to realradio.fm cure tickets for more info on that. Uh, also, a pair of tickets to UFC Fight Night this Saturday at the Amway Center, courtesy of Metro PCS. A pair of one-day Universal Orlando tickets with park-to-park access and more to celebrate Mardi Gras, Florida's biggest party, now through April 7th at Universal Studios. Find out more at UniversalOrlando.com and a four-pack of tickets to see Def Legend, the Def Leppard tribute band, at House of Blues Saturday, March 17th. You can go to RealRadio.fm keyword tickets right, for info on that. Some nice prizes. Let's see if we can get uh, some winners today. All right, Patty, you're first up. Ready to play? Yes, I am. How are right. you, David? I'm very well. Thank you very much, Patty. All right, Patty, true, false. You have lifelines, of course, true, false. In 2010, an Egyptian official said Israeli-trained dolphins may have been involved in a number of nuisance encounters with tourists in the Mediterranean Sea. Is that true or false? 
You would have to ask me that. Um, am I allowed to get a lifeline on that one? Yeah, you got uh, two lifelines, and if it's a split decision, Mr. Pinkman will help decide. So, Eddie the Shaman and Fritz, what do you think? How about Patty? True or false? I'll read it again. In 2010, an Egyptian official said Israeli-trained dolphins may have been involved in a number of nuisance encounters with tourists in the Mediterranean Sea. Is that true or false? Uh, I'm going to say false. Yeah, I mean, I think they were being used to like try to hurt people, so I'm going to say false also. Okay, they both say false, so we don't need any help from Mr. Pinkman. Yeah. What do you think there, Patty? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with them. You're going to uh, go I false. I have no idea. Right. That's, your, that's your final answer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it says here uh, the Egyptian official claimed Israeli-controlled shark attacks in the Red Sea was oh, the problem. All right, let's move on to uh, Brad's in the news stories. Wait, I'm mean, the headline. You can't train a shark to do anything, can you? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think you can. I don't think you can train a shark to go attack somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, shark, you're now a nuisance. Go go mess around with that person. You got it, coach. Ooh. All right. Don't worry about it, Eddie. We'll get back to you. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. <laughs> Iceland is known for its controversial firsts. A year ago, their president wanted to ban pineapple on pizza. Last month... The government made it illegal for companies to pay women less than men. Now, a female lawmaker is proposing a measure to prevent further exposure and cutbacks, much to the chagrin of Jews and Muslims. That's just the tip of the story. What is she trying to keep off the table? Good clues. They are good clues? <laughs> yeah, they're very good clues, as a matter of fact. Great clues. I use right. Time. Oh, yes. come on, Patty. I most certainly would. Sorry, You're on your own. Today, all right, please. okay, all right, it's here we go. It's been a rough week, please. Uh, Iceland Same. is known for its controversial first, blah, 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 blah. Now a female lawmaker is proposing a measure to prevent further exposure and cutbacks. Much to the chagrin of Jews and Muslims, that's just the tip of the story. What is she trying to keep off the table? Mm-hmm. Use your okay, life I'm going to need a lifeline. Yeah, what do you think, guys? Uh, is this the old snip, snap, snip, snap, if you I know what I mean? I think it sounds like circumcision. That's your final answer? Yeah, they got it. Yeah, there, you got it. Like... there you go. Yeah. Circumcision. Yeah, why yeah. not? Do you remember that joke? Yeah. No. Okay, I'll tell you later. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Go ahead, Eddie. Tell us the, tell us the circumcision <laughs> joke. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's get, lose I'll... the license. Let me get fined. My no, final good. year here, you know. It's a great one. Go to it's prison. Great. I'll go to Leavenworth. It's clean. No one will get hurt. Well, basically, this guy, you know, who makes luggage said, hey, went to the moil and said, hey, what do you do with all your leftover, you know, stuff? And he goes, well, I just throw it away. He goes, well, if you give it to me, I can do something with it. He goes, okay. And he comes back a week later and he hands him, you know, a wallet. And the guy goes, I gave you all that and and all I get is a wallet. He goes, yeah, but if you rub it, it turns into a suitcase. Uh (laughs) 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 Is that a Jewish joke or? It's just a. Oh, Lechayim. Patty, that's just a tired, tired, tired old joke. That is so tired and so old, nobody even laughs at it anymore. Except Eddie. Fritz laughed. I was laughing at Patty's reaction. All right, here we go, Patty. Here we go for the... uh, Do we get... Jim, let me me help you out on this one because I'm looking at it and the sheet might look a little different to you right now. Yeah. Okay, don't worry. I have a master that I can see to give you all the information. If you want to read the quote, I will give the three choices. Okay, here we go. Here is the here's the quote. Then Jack will have the multiple choice answers. Quote, 
I hate the Oscar campaigning thing. It's unseemly. You should be honored for something. It shouldn't be for whose campaign was better. Who said that, Jack? Was it Octavia Spencer? Was it Francis McDormand? Or was it Meryl Streep? It sounds like a Francis McDormand thing. Uh, what do you guys think? I agree with you. I was leaning towards Miss Francis McDormand. She was in Three Billboards, right? Yep. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'll go with her. Fargo. All right, you're going to go with uh, Francis McDormand. And Jim, you're not in the mood to like. I don't know. I, I I have no idea who what they pro, what the right answer is. I don't have that sheet in front of me. Okay. Somebody screwed up. Yeah, only I know. Thanks, Brad. So you got to you got to pick. All right, I'll just go for it. Francis McDormand. Yes. That's your final answer. Yeah. What do you think? Wrong, Pat? sir. Oh, Wrong. I'm sorry, Pat. You get I'm sorry. nothing. Yeah. You lose. Who was Good it? Good day, sir. Meryl Streep. Love her. I, yeah, well, I love her too, but she wins a lot. I hate the Oscar. She see, yes, she's yeah because she's that good. Yeah, that's true. But I also think that <laughs> works against her now. I I tend to believe that as well. I think she doesn't win when she maybe should win because she's won so much. Points. She's nominated for the post. Yeah, she's yeah. not going to win that. Frances McDormand was great in Three Billboards. Octavia I, Spencer. I'd put my money on uh, Frances McDormand. Octavia Spencer was very good in in The Shape of Water, but I think Frances McDormand was the best out of the three. That's that's my opinion, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> we just wanted to make sure. I'm, I don't care how long you wait. I'm not changing my mind. It went oddly silent. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let me take a little break. We'll come back. Uh, grab a line for So You Want to Win on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show ever. So you want a winner. Yeah, so you want a winner. Let's get back to another contestant. Here's Brian. Ready to go, Brian? Hey! All right, buddy. Here we go. True, false. You have lifelines. Listen closely now. True or false. Twitter was a flitter as Olympian ice skater Estelle Likas wowed the crowd with her double areola and triple camel toe combination, yet was denied a place on the medal stand. Is that true or false? I tend to say yes to areolas and camel toes, but I'm going to say false. You're going to say false. No lifelines, huh? <laughs> That's your final answer. Oh, you're right. You're right on target there, buddy. Good job. <laughs> Round two. Here's Jack. Oh, boy. Here we go. Brad's uh, in the news stories from the headlines. It's a common bond for you. Tinder, P.F. Chang, and Pornhub. What do these three things have in common? Wow. Uh. Tinder, P.F. Chang, and Pornhub. I don't know. You I'll have lifelines. Life lines. I'll go for a lifeline. Ah, you got two of them. So, Fritz. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe it's like they're the like they're the most used like sites or most visited frequently. That's your final during the Olympics. Things that experience a huge usage increases during the Pyeongchang Olympics. Why the is use, that? The, well, there they're hooking up, so they're using Tinder to hook up. Uh, and it spiked 348%. Oh, I see. During okay. the Olympics. During the Olympi- Olympics the, Village. Yes. Oh, I thought it was yeah. just in general. No. Like I, people watching the Olympics and saying, no. I think I'll hook up now. No, but back here, <laughs> P.F. Chang, has they've had some increased business because of the connection. Sweet. 
What does P.F. Chang have to do with Probably it? Probably to go. Oh, because People it don't sounds like Pyeongchang. Exactly. And yeah. the Chicago station got him mixed up, and then they used that as an and, ad campaign. And now P.F. Chang's is doing Pyeongchang lettuce, lettuce wraps, wraps on their menu. I thought P.F. Chang's was Chinese. It doesn't matter, Jim. Okay. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting too deep in the too, too deep in the weeds here. All right, here we go. Uh, here we go, Brian. This is uh, Brad's who said that. Uh, here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Quote: It's always paradise here. Scott Maxwell, Jimmy Buffett, Mr. Rorick, who was played by Ricardo Montalban. It's always paradise here. Scott Maxwell, Jimmy Buffett, Mr. Rorick. From Fantasy Island. I'm going to go for that other lifeline. Yeah, sure. We got two of them. You can two of them. Pink. Thanks, uh, I mean, time. sorry. Uh, Fritzman. Pink uh, Fritz. I think that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like Ricardo Montalban, a.k.a. Mr. Rourke from Fantasy Island. It sounds like Jimmy Buffett to me. I have no idea. Oh, we have a split decision. Ah! So Pink gets pulled Mr. in. Mr. Pinkman, yeah, yeah, what do you yeah. think? Come on, Pinkman, come in. Uh, okay, you said Ricardo Montalban, correct, Say. Eddie? Say. Fritz, what did you say? Jimmy Buffett. I may go with Fritz on this one. I think it's Jimmy Buffett. All right, All right so two, to get, two, of, two for Jimmy Buffett, one for uh, Ricardo Montalban. Who was Ricardo Montalban? He was the Mr. guy Rourke. that welcomed everybody to Fantasy Island. Remember, you get the little, what's his name? Herve Villachez. Herve Villachez. Okay, shh. Eddie. Uh, one at a time, please. It's called the Phillips file. Operative word, Phillips. Yeah, Ricardo Montalban was greeted everybody on Fantasy Island. Tattoo. The, the, the short guy, the midget? No, tattoo. No, he was the tall one in the white uh, linen suit. Okay. The plane. Dude, okay. he was Khan in The Wrath of Khan. Rich I'm, Corinthian I'm gonna go leather. You're going to go with what? With, uh, with the shaman. Oh, going with the shaman, okay. That's your final answer? No, it was Scott Maxwell. Oh. <laughs> you were both wrong. Yeah. All of you are wrong. Well, Shut I'm up. not allowed to answer. I have a policy question. Could Pinkman have jumped ship and picked his own if he felt we're both wrong? He can pick whoever he wants to. <gasps> didn't know that, dude. Did you even know that? He didn't know. I didn't know that. <laughs> We've never played this way before. <laughs> Just saying. How would I know that? There we go, Arthur. Ready to play, Arthur? <laughs> yes, I am. True or, fa- uh, true or false, Arthur. True or false, on any given day, two out of three American children eat fast food. Is that true or false? Two out of three American children eat fast food on any given day. You have lifelines if you want them. Uh, lifeline. Nah, I think it's higher. Three out of four. I You're saying it's false? Yeah, yes. that's true. Um, that, that, false. Sorry, false. It's got to be higher. It's got to be higher. Yeah, they say false. Um, I'll go with the crowd. False. That's your final answer? Yes. Yeah, round two. Good yeah, job. But it's lower. Yeah. Yeah, they should not get credit for that. Yeah. Oh, they got the answer right, but they got it the wrong way. (laughs) They got it right. Wait. All right, round two. Here's Jack. Here we go. Uh, Stories ripped from the headlines. Thanks, Brad. A Dubai to Amsterdam discount airline flight made an emergency landing in Vienna following a fight between passengers. Good thing because they were packed in like sausages. Vienna sausages. Perhaps that's why an elderly, overweight man wouldn't contain himself while two other guys took offense to his rendition of Frozen's Let It Go. Jeez, Why all this stink? Lifeline? Bro, the Fine. guy refused to stop passing gas. That's your final answer? Yeah, that's all you need. Good job, Eddie. Answered for you. Here we go. No to one was arrested. Brad's who <laughs> said goodness. that. 
Uh, here's the quote. Then tell me you said it. You have lifelines if you want them. Quote, publicity is like poison. It doesn't hurt unless you swallow it. Joe Paterno, the late coach of Penn State. Liz Taylor, the actress, of course. Or Adam Rippon, the U.S. figure skater. Publicity is like poison. It doesn't hurt unless you swallow it. Joe Paterno, Liz Taylor, or Adam Rippon? Uh, Lifeline. I'm going to go with Joe Paterno. I think it's Liz Taylor. Split decision. Uh, Come on in, Pinkman. Liz Taylor. Liz Taylor says... Take that, Fritz. Says uh, Um, Mr. Pinkman. Joe Paterno, Liz Taylor, Adam Rippon. Yeah, you don't have to go with them, by the way. Do whatever you want. I'm going to go with Adam. Adam Rippon, okay. Mm. That's your final answer? I guess so. Ah, sorry, Joe Paterno. (laughs) Fritz was right, everybody. (laughs) Who knew? Damn it. Well, not you, obviously. Am I right? (laughs) Has no No. one won yet? You're not. Here we go. Here's Bill, ready to play Bill. You be Cheyenne. Here we go. All right. (laughs) True or false? Per the, a, per the American Association for the Advan- Advancement of Science, drinking two glasses of beer or wine every day was linked to decreasing risk of dying prematurely by 18%. Is that true or false? Do I have a lifeline? Sure. Well, let's use it. Let's use the lifelines. What do you think, guys? I hope that's true. So I'm going to say yes. Drinking two glasses of beer or wine every day was linked to decreasing risk of dying prematurely by 18%, according to the American Association for the Advancement of Science. True I, or false, Eddie? I think it's false. It's two more drinks. You'd only need one. Boom. One. Okay. So is that a split decision? Mm-hmm. See. Yep. All right. What I'm do you gonna, think, Pinkman? I'm going to go with true. All right. That's just a recommendation, by the way. Correct. What do you think about that, uh, Bill? True or false? Wow. Aiden right twice. Golly. I know, right? I know, it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> Miracles. I, I mean, Twilight Zone. Clock is, a broken clock is right twice a day, but... <laughs> yes. Does he have <laughs> three in him? <laughs> I know. Jesus. All right, Bill, I don't uh, have all year. I know. Uh, roll the dice. Uh, okay, let's go with Eddie. Going true? Yeah. That's your final answer? Yeah. Is it? You said true, Eddie? He said false. Eddie I said, said false. false. No, it's true. Oh, Sorry. Sorry, bro. I owe you two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple of more contestants to go when we come back. Then Eddie will get our chief flying on Real Radio 104.1. Check up the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A firefighter lit his children's hands on fire to teach them about poor decision making. Maybe someone should have lit this guy's hands on fire because he doesn't appear to know too much about poor decision making. Next, a study finds that antidepressants are effective at treating depression. Wow. You don't say. Next you're going to tell me that lungs are effective at breathing. Finally, in his quest to be viewed as pedantic douche, Neil deGrasse Tyson says that because of Pink Floyd he's spent decades on doing the idea that there's a dark side of the moon while teaching. Got news for you pal. We don't need no education. Damn it. Wrong album. Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app and transmission. That's right, and you get to take Real Radio, the file, all the shows on this station with you wherever you go, in addition to being able to listen to all your favorite music anytime, anywhere. It's super easy. Just go to the App Store right now, type in iHeartRadio, tap download, and you're good to go with our free iHeartRadio app. 
Radio 1041 on Twitter. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. And now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah. So you want to win it. Back to So You Want to Win it. Let's see what we can do with Mark here. Mark's been holding off for nearly half an hour. So, uh... Let's try to uh, get Mark into the winner's circle here. Ready to play, Mark? Let's get it on. All right, Mark, here we go. True or false? Uh, hold on, i got to get the right sheet here. I'm going to really screw it up. Here we go. True or false? 69% of Americans eat the same five dinners every week. Is that true or false? 69% of Americans eat the same five dinners every week. So what does that mean? So every week they have meatloaf? Mm-hmm. Spaghetti night? Yeah, okay. So, uh, what do you think? You have lifelines if you want to use them. And sure. I got uh, plenty uh, of time. What Eddie is. Yeah, what, Eddie, what do you think? I, you know what? I Yeah, I agree. I, when we were growing up, we always had Leonard Boyle on Mondays. Like, Tuesday was pasta night. Wednesday's fish. You know, yeah. So, I'm going to go, yes, that's very stable, and it's I, a great way to save money. Yeah. I Fritz, what do you agree. Think? I heard this a uh, couple years ago. So, Fritz agrees with Eddie. They say it's true. 69% of Americans sure. eat the same five dinners every week. That's your final answer? Yeah, true. Yeah. Hey, hey, good job. Round two. Here's Jack. Uh, Brad's in the news stories ripped from the headlines. The lore of Lake Whitefish is famously known in the smelt belt. Boomerang Bob reports a small Australian town is making a run of its own. Curry Curry will host a festival to celebrate a Roman Empire tradition that went through a renaissance during the 1970s and 80s. Businesses will be front the money for the parties in the outback. What's trying to make the cut this weekend? Wow. Yeah, well, <laughs> wow, Brad. Wow. <laughs> a lot wow. of clues. Wow. Gonna need some lifelines. Yeah, you better use some lifelines. Is there like a sausage festival or something? I'm totally <laughs> hey, lost no. here. Like Fritz, part, what do you think? Or like a part of a fish or something? Like a cut of fish? You're a cut of fish. Yeah, like, like sardines? Uh, like a haircut type of fish. Oh, a mullet. They're having That's a mullet festival. Yeah, the mullet fest. It's the mullet fest. Yeah. All about party in the, in the front, party in the party back. back. Yeah, Big yeah, that's Daddy good. reported it. You ever eaten mullet? Yes, I have. It's good. What's mullet fish. Name? Yeah, you're, they're like bait fish. You're a mullet. They're teeny. Don't get mad, guys, because you haven't had mullet. <laughs> you ever notice how jealous they get sometimes, Jim? It's insane. Well, mullet aren't necessarily teeny. They're only like that big. They're like porgies, right? That big? No, mullet no could they be, brush your yeah. shoulders. Yeah, be that big. That, that's schooling mullet. And, oh, man, there's mullet some, as big as a plate. Something you said about fish on, on Wednesday. You're supposed to have fish on Friday. Wednesday is Prince Spaghetti Day. Oh. <laughs> what? Nice. All right, here we go to Brad's who said that. We're going to forget the last two minutes, all right? Here we go. <laughs> Here's a quote. Here's a quote. And then multiple choice. Quote. And you have lifelines. Quote, how do you like your groundhog? Now, who said that? Bill Murray? Pat Sajak, Ted Nugent. How do you like your groundhog? Bill Murray, Pat Sajak, Ted Nugent. You have lifelines if you would like to use them. Mark? Sure. Let's, uh, let's tap into the lifelines. What do you think, right. guys? Hey, Fritz, let's get deep. It's, I? What do you think? I think it's probably Bill Murray. No. I want to say, <laughs> no. say it's Nugent. Because he's such a hunter and avid hunter, and that like on Groundhog Day he would actually hunt it and kill it. But I honestly think it might be Pat Sajak. Why? Because you never know. <laughs> it One makes of the puzzles. No sense. Yeah, it might be a thing. You know, like, well, how do you like your ground? 
<laughs> so I'm going to go with Pat Sajak, my brother. All right. All right, Fritz, what do you think? Uh, Bill Murray. All right, we have a split decision. What do you think there, Mr. Pinkman? Come on, Pinkman. As a recommendation. Eddie feels pretty I confident. recommend Ted Nugent. All right, we have oh. three, you know, nobody can make up their mind collectively. How do you like your groundhog? Bill Murray, Pat Sajak, Ted Nugent. What do you think, Mark? Well, Mark, um, I'll give you a I'll give you a clue. One of them okay. is wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's not Ted Nugent. Damn it. Way it's to either, go, Pinkman. It's either Pat Sajak or Bill Murray. I recommend Pat Sajak. Jeez, you just hate we'll me. Back to, what do you think, Eddie? Shush. Dude, I say believe in the love of Pat Sajak. <laughs> Fred, you sticking or are you going to change your mind? I'm going to stick with Bill Murray. I, I don't know Fred's why. Fred's sticking with Bill Murray, like Groundhog Day. Okay, there we go, Mark. What do you want to do? Bill Murray or Pat Sajak? From Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, cinco, seis. How about... Pretty fly for a white guy. Dale Please. Spring Point. Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak, you say. That's your final answer? So excited. Sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. There you go. Finally, finally get a winner. All right, good job, Mark. All right there, buddy. How about damn time? Two more contestants to go before Eddie uh, gets the uh, chief loan. Here's John ready to play, John? Yes, sir. Here we go. Here we go, buddy. True or false, last year, Dubai edged out the United States with 12 versus 10, 12 versus 10 new skyscrapers. Let me do that again. Last year, Dubai edged out the United States with 12 versus 10 new skyscrapers built for the most in the world. Oof. Syntax on that is a little weird. Mm. But you get the yeah. idea. They say Dubai built more skyscrapers uh, than the United States. Is that true or false? Uh, or that, like yeah, what do you think? Dubai edged out the United States in building skyscrapers. I believe it's true, because they're like always building buildings over there in the Dubai. Yeah, they've got the Burj Khalifa. Uh, okay, sure. True. You're, you're saying true? They yeah. say true? What do you want to do? Yeah, I'll say true. All right, true. That's your final answer? Uh, sorry, it's false. Oh. China led the way with oh. 76. Oh. U.S. was second with 10. Yeah, America! <laughs> Eddie was laughing at me like I said something inappropriate. Oh, when he said Burj Khalifa, I thought I'm a rapper. Wiz Khalifa? <laughs> Him too. <sighs> me or, or her Khalifa. too, but I don't know. Burj Khalifa's white. That's <laughs> the tallest building in the world, Eddie. Last player? Eddie is... Eddie, his... laugh through your time. That's cool. Eddie's his own best audience, isn't he? <laughs> you guys didn't even get it. You didn't even get it. It hurts. I'll explain it to you guys later. Uh, you don't need to do that. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, it will be fine. Not to worry. Don't you you sure worry you don't want me to explain it to, now? Not to worry, you're pretty little head. <laughs> so, you can explain it now, but you're just cutting into your own time. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, you good? Let's <laughs> mm. explain it to us. Yeah. Uh, Tell us about this Burj Khalifa, Eddie. All right, here we go. All right, Paul, you're the last player. You ready to go? Oh, boy, you betcha. All right, then. Here's how we do it, then. You know, here we got some true-false here. Okay, hold on. I got to get the right sheet of paper here. Oh, my God. True or false, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry have moved their wedding venue from St. George's Chapel to faraway St. Paul's to avoid the eerie sounds of the Windsor Hummer. Is that true or false? Oh, boy, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that. Oh, that Hummer, it just, you know, oh, boy, it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just a noise. Keep no, Nobody can figure out where it comes from. Daddy, 
It's super loud too. Huh? Oh yeah, it's nothing but no, you know, non. It's not even nonstop. It's like a drip of the faucet, on, off, on, off. Not as loud as your kid. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, true or false? What do you think, dude? Uh, true. Uh, well, what do you think about that? I said. Yeah, you know, I think it might be false. Oh, you're changing your mind. I like that a lot. There you go. Okay, good job. Round two, here's Jack. Moving on, and I pray you get this right. Common bond, 417, 185, and 99. Okay, three numbers. What do these three lifetime achievements have in common? 417, 185, and 99. Three lifetime achievements. What do they have in common? I'm praying for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I'm praying for the guys to help me. Yeah, okay. Is it Billy Graham? <gasps> yeah. That's your final answer. Got it. Fritz got it right off the bat. Crusades, Fritz came to your rescue. Crusades, countries, and age. Here we it go. Was 99. Here's Brad's who said that. Listen to the quote, then tell me who said it. A man is... I'm sorry, Jim. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. It's all right. Jim, if anyone needs a prize, it's this guy. Here we go. Here's the quote. A man is but the product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. Was that Yoda, Mahatma Gandhi, or Confucius? I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and I know Yoda never said that. All right. Okay, you're well, you're absolutely too. correct. It wasn't Yoda, so it's either Mahatma Gandhi or Confucius. A man is but the product of his thoughts. What he thinks, he becomes. What do, what do you guys think? I'm going to hit up with my brother, Gandhi. Yeah, I'm going to say Gandhi. They both Sounds say like Gandhi, Gandhi instead Pinkman of Confucius. Agrees. Everybody agrees it's Mahatma Gandhi and not Confucius. Do you hear you? Hear, Oh, you know, boy, you know, they're both great guys, you know. I've read about them both, you know, that Confucius, that many men smoke but Fu man chew thing. One of the best jokes ever. But Mahatma Gandhi, I love the rice. Uh, I said I love the rice. Mahatma, I got it. <laughs> God let's go with Gandhi. All right, go with Gandhi. Here we go. That's your final oh, answer. Yeah, baby. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right, thanks for playing So You Want to Win. Love the rice. Oh, yes. Once again, my children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch himself in public. It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you Eddie the Shaman. By the way, I forgot to mention this story. An armed deputy at the school down in Parkland where the Florida shooting occurred waited outside as the shooting unfolded. Uh, They're reporting that he waited outside for four minutes before going inside. He has resigned under pressure. Let's get our chief flowing. Here is Eddie with the love bells. Gotta have a little love in your life and much love to all the human beings on this planet. And uh, Jim, as you know, uh, a lot of times, man, sometimes, you know, we're, we're going towards that process of uh, self-change. And that's why I, it was funny earlier when you go, hey, man, I'm not going to be here all year. I thought that was very funny and very telling at the same time. But, but Jim, you know, one of the things a lot of people say, and it's kind of interesting you should say this, is that you had said just now, you know, with our quote, you know, thoughts, who you become, who you want to become. Well, the Buddha once said, what you are is what you have been and what you will be is what you do now. 
So that's why, again, if you think about good things that you're doing for yourself, good things you're doing for others, those you are doing those things. You are in the active process. If you're only thinking about it and you're not manifesting it, then just do it. Much like Jim many years ago. Hey, guys, you know, the postman's coming. Throw a couple of cans in the bag. Just put it by the thing. It's not that hard. Just reach in, grab a little something, throw it in there because again, that's where During you can make some drive. change. Yeah, totally. I mean, don't are... just do this on a weekend just because yeah. you feel like. But it's so one gonna, of those things where that's. Say, oh, chickpeas. Where but do you we mail only this? do it once a year. You know, that's the thing that again, if you could do something daily to kind of help yourself and help others, that's a beautiful thing. So today, on our path to self change this year, brothers and sisters of love, we are literally going to try to learn again how. To meditate, oh. or as we call it, an everyday awareness. Now, I know Jim just made a nice, beautiful uh, exhale of air, and he put a little emphasis behind it. So, Jim, some people will say, hey, man, dude, hey, bro, I ain't got time to meditate. So to that, I say this, as my good friend once said, if you have time to breathe, you have time to meditate. You breathe when you walk, you breathe when you stand, and you breathe when you lie down. So no matter what, you're constantly meditating if you think about it because what we're doing is unconscious breathing. So let's get conscious. Jim, when you meditated many, many years ago, where would you meditate? What was like your favorite spot to meditate or where would you feel most at peace? I'll put it that way. Oh, I, I would just have a, a spot. I have a spot where I meditate now. Awesome. Now, you don't have to tell me where it is. You don't have to describe well, it's it. A, it's, it's just in a quiet place in a room, same place I go and, uh, you know, now, can I ask a question? Are there any electronics in the room? Is there any kind of noisemakers, or have you specifically designed no, it so there is no noisemakers? No, very quiet. Ah, brothers and sisters of love, Jim is speaking of the sacred space. That's the first thing you have to do is you have to find your space. Now, uh, a lot of people, Jim, would you say this place is indoors or outdoors? Indoors. Beautiful. Why indoors compared to outdoors? Any specific reason? Well, Good. I like dark, that answer. It's cool. <sighs> it's just a place to you want to try to meditate at least. From my understanding, yes. from my practice, you try to meditate at the same time in the same place, but it depends on your form of meditation. There are dozens of different ways to meditate. And that's why, brothers and sisters of love, he's doing it right now. He's teaching you and showing you the way. So Just sit and breathe. Let's think, yeah, man, you know what? Hey, let's think about it. Let's go indoors for a minute. Let's say, brothers and sisters of love, you want to meditate indoors. You can do that. For example, that is your sacred space. We talked about it. Climate control. You can make it dark. You can make it light. Some people like to light candles. Some people use those uh, illuminations. I like to use my, um, you know, my pretty much my little Tibetan little salt lamp, which is beautiful. And it illuminates. You can burn incense. You can sit or you can lie down. And I don't know if you knew this, Jim. I wouldn't recommend be... lying down. Yeah, because you fall asleep. No, when you're sitting it... up, at least you have posture and you're trying to do something. But if you lay down, you have a tendency to... Your breathing to... is easier when you're sitting up. If you're oh. laying down, the, your breathing is... is... It's more difficult, but whatever whatever works for you. If you want to stand on your head. Love it. See, that's the thing right there. Any way you want to meditate, you can. And I used to, uh, a long time ago when I was in Cape Cod, I used to meditate, Jim. They used to have these little teeny prisms. It was it looked like a triangle. looked like a little mini pyramid, but it was only about three and a half feet off the ground, and you actually climbed in there, and oh, the there was pyramid. no walls. Yeah, you, and you, just, meditation. you just got in there. And that's the thing that was great about it, because even though it had no walls, and you could breathe, and it was indoors, the great thing about it is you felt like you were actually inside of a personal space where, again, you can actually deeply meditate and deeply breathe. Now, on the the other hand, if you're not doing the indoors, believe it or not, the outdoors is a wonderful place to meditate, although it is very challenging because when you're outdoors, you actually are obviously getting in touch with nature. Uh, a bench, a stool, if you want to sit zazen, which is where you kind of cross your legs, or sit on a pillow, blanket. But here's the great thing. I like going outside meditating, especially in college, because you can get outside 
For us in Florida, you feel that warmth. As soon as you go outside, you feel the warmth. That already puts you at ease. Then you start hearing birds and nature sounds. That helps also. But one of the best places to meditate, the beach. That's why people always buy those ocean sound effects. Or they have the thing of endless streams. That's what I listen to. Because that constant flow of water just kind of lets your whole mind kind of go. And if you think about it, if you have a bad thought, the first thing you want to do is you want to erase that thought. Well, no. Let the thought be and then let it go. That's why, again, if you have a river or a stream, you can let it kind of go down the stream and watch it float away like a leaf. But if you're at the beach, that's the best. Because, Jim, that constant sound, that shh. What's that again? Is that a wave? Yeah, the wave, the ocean, the sound of oh. it, the ebb and the flow. You mm. talked about it. That's one of those things where, again, you are also at the mercy, though, of other people being around. People running up to you and say, what are you doing? But for me... It's if you're in your space, people can respect it. And you kind of put out this aura of I'm in a quiet space. I need this time alone. Please don't interrupt me. And most people won't. But the great thing is that when they ask you what you're doing, then you can turn them on, man. Jim, don't you like turning people on? Not Isn't, really. Well, well, I mean, you know, sometimes like if you have a good restaurant or if you find a good place to go, you, hey, you should go here. It's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, That's yeah, kind of a turn on. But I'm not on a campaign to convince any people. Of- Never. You know why? Especially the meditation thing. No. That's wabi sabi, bro. Find what works for you. Exactly. So, why? That is the question. Why are you meditating, brothers and sisters of love? As you're on this self journey, as you're trying to help and better yourself, here's what you got to think about: Are you doing it to clear your mind? Are you meditating to just find some focus? Because if you're going to do that, I highly recommend light a candle. And sit in front of the candle and just stare at the candle flame and let yourself go into that candle flame. And as your energy matches it, you'll see it start to dance a little bit. That's when you know the energy is being received and it starts to trickle its way up into the universe. And then, of course, there's the best way. Hey, man, some people take a five-minute power nap. Some people just sit and relax. It's a great way to re-energize and refocus. But I bet you didn't know this, Jim. What's what's that, Eddie? You ready for this one? All right, here we go. Okay, this one's kind of cool. Jim, judge nothing and you'll be happy. Forgive everything, and you'll be happier. Love everything, and you'll be the happiest. I got to admit, Jim, I went through a phase pretty much probably the first 20 years on this program. I love everything. I love everything and everything. But now I've realized that that love is so strong that I maybe need to pull it back, harness that love, and focus it even more. So I know. You're thinking, wait a minute, Eddie, does that mean you're not loving everything? No, no, no. Like hocus focus. Exactly, dude. And the great thing is that you can channel that energy, pull it out of somewhere, and then just whip it out. And everyone's like, dude, where'd you get that? It's like, I got it. Do you want some of this? I can turn you on. And me, I like doing the sun mantra because, Jim, the sun is the ultimate energy. Mm. And if we channel the sun and we become the sun, what can we do with that energy? We illuminate others. We shed light in dark places. Jim, just by saying it, I love you, man. They feel that. That's what's beautiful. But most importantly, Jim, let's think about the deer. Let's think about the deer. Is our power animal? Have you had any uh, power animal moments in the last few weeks? Uh, No. Have you been thinking? All right. I I know. That's cool. Hey. I mean, it's cool. Not that I haven't tried. I'm not saying, hey, don't push. Don't push. I'm not sure the deer would be the first one to come to mind, but let's go with the deer. So the deer said, Jim, and this is why it's so funny. He just told me to tell you this. You got to be gentle with yourself, man. Okay. Just take it easy on yourself. You you look a lot easier right now. I do, because the deer's talking to me. (laughs) (laughs) And the best thing is, Jim, is that it's also saying this. And now is the time more than ever, brothers and sisters of love, offer kindness to all living things. It's not that hard, is it? I'm going to give the deer a hug. (laughs) 
I love it. Well, as you know, brothers and sisters of love, we have a lot of things to accomplish this year. We're yeah. already hitting out February, so get ready for the rest of the nine months. And most importantly, remember for self-change, deep breaths. Take yes. a deep breath. In. Let it go. Out. Ah, and remember three What's things. That? Your mantra. Peace, love, and the Phillips file. Uh-oh. Oh, and a shaka. Shaka! <laughs> partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. Remember to keep your chakras in line. And wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Alright, Jim, stop hugging the deer. Okay, here we go. Thank you, dear. Thank you very much. We're out of here. Jim Colbert show tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7. On Real Ready, the Phillips File is back on Monday. Mo will be back as well, starting at 3 right after Sean. He's the news junkie with Sabrina and Celine. And they follow the monsters in the morning. Tom and Dan are next. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. Good night, Penny. Good night, Will. Remember, brush your teeth.